The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Preco, I get the keys where I just come in and I'll just come and play music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play Little Bean instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let's see what Spider-Man number one looks like. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. You listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. Yeah, the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He's our resident Dark Knight detective. He's Oz. I'm not going to let this coronavirus take me. Don't let it take you, Oz. Don't let it take you. Uh, next. Is the coronavirus going to cancel Oz's review of C2E2? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> we should talk about that. Hopefully not. I may have just Hopefully. killed half of the comic book community. Or yeah. half of the comic book community killed you. That's it, true. it goes both ways. The coronavirus and the nerve flu are like kickboxing each other in my in my lungs. <laughs> much much like you, it goes both ways. Whoa. Next. He's a riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Oh, okay. Is this how we're doing with the Sounded silence? Sounded good earlier. <laughs> he's, he's covering his mouth so he doesn't catch my coronavirus. He's he's being the in full silent assassin mode. <laughs> he's actually uh, assassinating. There it is. Also, the other voice you hear is the dulcet tones of our backbone, our pillar, our strength of fantastic form, the nigh and vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. I can do all things in Christ. As for myself, my name's Lawrence Young. Call me Mayor Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. 
Uh, we're going to do reviews of On the Stump, number one, uh, My Hero Academia, the movie. Uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit about the Final Fantasy VII remake demo uh, and, and see what we can pull out of Oz about C2E2. And, of course, the latest and greatest in comic book news and a heavy metal minute as well. So we got all that. But before we give it to you, uh, and of course, I should say whatever else you all want to talk about. But before we do that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network. And of course, you all, the All Games community for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. So uh, as promised, if you want to get on, get in on the action, want to be down with Fantastic Forum. We'll tell you how to do it. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. Word. Um, yeah, we got the chat room. I'm looking in the chat right now. I, I see Derek H there. Uh, saying I'm low-key relieved that the DCD was never an official part of all games. Why is that? What happened with DCD, Oz? Oh, he he got he's permanently banned from PAX for stalking a chick. Jeez, saw that coming though, right? Right. Look, I mean, I I said, hey, look, I'm the one that had the nickname, right? I'm sitting there. What was it? you had a nickname for him? <laughs> No, no, no. The, the, I, I'm sitting here warning people about, hey, this guy's a little creepy, but everybody looks at me like, well, well you're, well, you know what, let's not get into yeah, You're that. Stalker Oz. <laughs> remember we used to call him Stalker Oz or Poacher Oz? Uh, I remember Poacher. I don't remember Stalker Oz. Like, poaching and stalking are two different things, right? Like, po- Well, you got to well, stalk like, your was, prey before you can yeah. poach it. But, yeah. <clears throat> I thought, I thought it was all willing. Those people that hung out with the... Uh, with Scott early on, cause mm-hmm. him, then coin slot. Remember coin slot? Yeah, yeah. See, like that was a. If he did that nowadays, well, it was messed up then. The only yeah, reason, but you know, everybody oh. laughed it off then. Uh, I guess I. I know for me, I. It, I was more like, I had a conversation with Jessica, and she was like, "That's no big deal," and I'm like, "Yeah, really? I know." Yeah, and so for me, I was like, "Listen, I, I'm not gonna be more mad than the person that it happened to." Oz, yeah, Oz and I were like, "Hey, you know, we can." Uh, he was my, he, he yeah. was my arch nemesis from then on. I try to save poor Haley from him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she definitely has stockholder syndrome. You are dumb. <laughs> Stockholder syndrome. Why, why am I dumb? It's funny when he said it. I like thought about it. Like, well, it sounds right. <laughs> it is right. Oh man, stop! Stockholm. Right. Stockholm. No, that's when you get kidnapped. Oh, what's stockholder syndrome? I'm sorry. But she actually know. owns a little bit of uh, of CoinOp TV. Oh, got it. My bad. That's because even like at parties, would be like. He'd be like, Haley, let's go. And we're like, yeah. Haley, are you sure you want to go? He's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll, 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 I'll call you later. 
I, lo- yeah. I love the day that Mo was like, hey, your dad's calling you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, those are wild times, man. It was a almost a different world. Uh, I missed. Uh, to be fair, we haven't heard uh, the DCD's side of the story. But I, I, you know. I don't, I don't know anything. Like I saw, uh, like I'm, I'm friends with him on social media. Oh, he's not on social media no more. No, he he scrubbed his Twitter too because I think yeah. there was evidence. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, his Twitter. Well, his Twitter. I don't know about his other social media, but it, for definitely the story I read, his Twitter. Was scrubbed shortly after. And I think it was a. I think I'm talking about. I think it was just like Facebook, and he said something. He said something about you know, hey, thanks, folks, for you know something, something or other. I don't, I don't know. I was like, is he going into rehab? Is that what's happening? I don't know. I didn't know what was happening. Like you know, it was like one of those like thanks for the support type messages, and I was just like, I don't know what's happening at all. That's wild. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's all neither here nor there. We don't need that. This show's definitely not for that kind of talk. Yeah, yeah, God forbid. I know. <laughs> Look, we we'll go deep in the weeds on a lot of stuff, but no, we're 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 the judge, jury, and executioner of public opinion. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, how's everybody feeling? You guys doing all right today? I'm dying. Right. What how, now? Were you sick all through C two E two? Oh yeah, I I started getting it last Tuesday, so I was I was coughing all last show. I'm just I'm working this that. volume dial like like a fucking DJ Skrillex <laughs> over yeah. here. He's, so, he's pretending it's Amber's nipple. You have a soundboard there, right? Yeah, well, that's what that's what like my hand is constantly on my volume control, and as soon but you as have you have a cough button, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. Use the cough button. No, I don't have a cough button. Yeah, you do. There's a mute button right under that knob. Okay. Exactly. Like, there's definitely I'm worried, a button. Look, I'm worried something that will happen. cut off your mic. Hey, I have a system. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're trying to give you an easier one. Don't one fuck around with my system. The cough from ending up on air. Have I coughed on air? No, no. but you, you've been like, well, the thing about it. Uh, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> you fade yourself out. <laughs> oh, man, that's fair. It, it's all right, Oz. We hope you get better, man. We definitely want you to save your voice for when you're going to tell us, you know, some Did of the news. Doctor? No? <laughs> doctor? Huh? What the hell do I look like? A non Mexican? Yeah, I mean you vote like one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I don't go to the doctor. I'm just stocking up on the seven up and and uh and limes. Yeah. Okay. Jay, did we get you back? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Just making sure. Awesome. Are you feeling okay? Uh yeah, I guess. Jeez, okay. Well, man, Mo, I hope you're feeling better than Jay and Oz. Oh, great, man. You know, when you see the light and you walk in the path of Jesus Christ, like, the world is, is yours. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Have you heard the good news, Larry? Uh, tell, tell me the good news. He's risen. He is risen. 
Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Yeah. Word. I mean, we are in Lent, right? Yeah, I gave up blasphemy for Lent. Is that what you is that what you gave up for Lent? Yeah. So these next these next forty days, no more blasphemy? No more blasphemy, man. Okay. I even did the whole ass thing on Ass Wednesday. You wait wait. Say say that again, please. You know, you go, you put your head in, and you get that smudge on your face on Ass Wednesday. On on Ass Wednesday. Yeah, that's what it is, right? Oh. I don't know if you're going to make this 40 days, man. I don't know. To be fair, I was perfectly healthy until I stopped going to church for a month. Maybe you need to... Maybe uh, Mike Pence has one of those coronavirus camps. Look, I'm hoping. I'm waiting. Pray, pray the coronavirus <laughs> away? Yeah, like it does for gays. Dude, dude is over there like getting scientists and shit. You should start getting the Vatican on this. <laughs> well, you use the same people you use this for the gays with the shock treatment, right? I need somebody from the Vatican to lay hands on me. Look, you're okay. too old. Oh, I've aged out. Yeah, you're aged out. Aged you're out, aged. assed out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Larry, I had a bit of news for you that I forgot to tell you last week, man. Tell me. Your boys are going under, man. Who's that? The Boy Scouts. I I did see that. The the national uh the National Boy Scout Association is uh filing for bankruptcy, right? Yeah. Damn. They, they, they can't cover the <laughs> they can't cover the lawsuits. I mean they need to get in on this cookie business that these these Girl Scouts <laughs> are doing, man. Those fuck, they got so much money out of me. <laughs> The Girl Scout cookies are delicious, but yeah, I you know, and I know that um, you know, the national organization is technically different from like the different like they have like it's almost like satellites, you know, so it's almost like you have a a federation, and you know, for those of you listening, they're like, why does Mayor know so much about Boy Scouts? I I was I was a Boy Scout, and and uh, I'm I'm an Eagle Scout. And also, uh, you know, was like I, I, I was an assistant like scoutmaster for my troop and all that. So well, thank you for your service. No, you <laughs> look, I'm just saying, you know, I don't want people to just be like, why does like why is he all into this and just without any background? But that's that's why I know uh, about the, the structure of of the Boy Scouts of America. So it's almost like, a, you know, the, the, the national office is more of a banner. And you can vouch that ugly kids didn't get molested, right? No one in my troop got molested, period. But my first. troop was very different. My my yeah. troop was basically <laughs> filled with with boys that would have been in gangs if they weren't in the this Boy Scout troop. And so it was it was wild. Like they used to call me the Boy Scout because I was the person that like acted like a Boy Scout in my troop. Yeah, no. And then nobody fuck, nobody fuck with the Larry 13s. <laughs> I remember Larry told me a story once where his his scout troop, it was him with a bunch of kids from his neighborhood and they're like, "Okay, we're going to do crafts." And all of them made like implements of death. Yeah. <laughs> and shanks. Yeah. And Larry's like made a origami like swan. <laughs> yeah, they're they're wild, man. Like 
we used to play um like you know like you we're out at camps you know in the forest and we would have like camporee where you you go out with the other troops and stuff and we would play like um damn it what's that game called like it's like tag but it it's more it has more rules to it um hide the salami say again hide the salami no no nothing like that but <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's, um you say it's like tag but more rules <laughs> hide the salami <laughs> that cracked me up you cra- you cracked yourself up yeah. <laughs> your own joke <laughs> listen but these guys would set like traps for the other troops, like stuff that was like like trip wires that go into like little sticks and stuff. And I'm like, guys, you're gonna hurt somebody. <laughs> and they were like, what do you mean? And it's like, yeah, no, I mean for real, like you know. And they, they it's like they knew. And if I wasn't there, they probably would have just left them. But. They didn't, or at least they they left the trip wires, but they took the sticks away. Oh, that's that how, was our compromise. That's how you get your first aid badges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's wild. That's wild. But anyway, yeah, it it does suck what's happening for uh, uh, in regards to the the institution, obviously. But you know, hey, I can't be mad at the fact that they they need to pay those people. And try to you know try to make it as right as they can, and if the organization goes away because of that, well, hey, such is life, you know. It's like should have should have did right. Kids don't need that these days anyway. They got the internet. I would I would say, I I would say this. It would be good if scouting was still around, if you had you know parents that would be involved in it but i think that's the big thing man you can't it can't be a thing where it's like you can't be like an absentee parent and just wait you gotta be involved i thought they were there to like take the kids away for a few months i mean that that's like that's how they don't have parents involved that's how things get weird i think yeah well they get weird one at the interview process is like would you like what what why would you why should we hire you? I just love working with kids. And then it's like, okay, you're in. Like the interview process, there, there's red flags. Uh, yeah. So, so C2E2 uh, was this weekend. What was this weekend? C2E2? Indeed. Talk, tell us about it, Oz. What did you get to see at C2 C2E2? You know what C2E2 is becoming just a smaller comic con. I yeah. It traditionally it was more well the last few times I went, it was a lot more of what a comic convention used to be. But this year and I should we should mention, I'm sorry, for those that don't know, C two E two is the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. And that was that happened this weekend. And of course Oz lives in Illinois, not in Chicago, but not not too far though, right? No, and I was working closer to Chicago. Like it was only a half hour drive, so oh, I, just, cool. I just got a hotel for an extra night to to get down there. But, so yeah, tell us what it's turning. It, it used yeah, it was it, it used a, to be a more classic comic convention, but now it's become more more Hollywood. Yeah, it, more. it used to be a lot a lot more like um, 
I guess what you guys would remember the shrine where it was a lot more comic book, comic book vendors. Uh, there's yeah. still a few vendors there, but I kind of got the impression that there was even less vendors there than at, at Comic Con last year. Like they, there I were re- less comic book vendors. Yeah, like I really had to look for them. One one of the things yeah. that I saw a lot of were these like it. It's technically um, art. It's that me- metallic plate art that's like airbrushed. Yeah. There was a yeah. lot of that there. I mean, not just that's the type of thing you expect to see in Artist Alley, but it was just everywhere. Then obviously a lot of your your other uh, selling nerd trinket type of things. You know, not not just cosplay items, but kind of like if you if you went to to like a wizard shop or something where like crystal balls or skull this or you know stuff that you can wear but not necessarily like cosplaying anything specific like if you wanted to create an mmo character this is the place to go really yeah so there there was there was a lot of that still the biggest part of c2e2 is artist alley definitely way bigger than than what you see at comic-con a lot more artists there i mean the the thing had its own like little map of how to find people this thing is is fucking huge although i was a little pissed off that clay man canceled the day that i was there because he had a he had uh you know he did heroes in crisis and there's this one really good splash page that i like of booster Mm -hmm. gold and blue beetle like sitting on the couch eating pizza yeah it's fucking brilliant and he's he was selling it there like i could have still bought it but it wasn't signed and if he doesn't sign it i'm not gonna buy a print yeah, I, I already hate getting prints. I'd rather get original artwork. But something like that, I was willing to pay for the print if Clayman signed it. Right. And right. So I what, see that. One of, the, one of the things that you tasked me with was to find out about uh, what's, what's happening with DC. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, I'm barely holding it together this whole time. So <laughs> like, like I said earlier, I'm, I may have taken out half the artist's in the comic book industry. <laughs> Although the coronavirus <laughs> only has a 2%, you know, death rate. So it might yeah, not be so bad. Yeah, but they're all white. So that's higher rate, higher risk. White, white people are more susceptible to the coronavirus. Um, the, the, I think it's six, like older white men are most likely to die from it. Hmm. Like that's the demographic right now, even uh, in other countries. I mean, okay. I looked for him. Jurgens wasn't there this year. Yeah, Jeez. but you like him now. I know, but I like I like to know that the last thoughts before he goes is me. Now, what everybody really wants to know is, did you get to tell John Schaefer I said hello? Uh, is that what we want to know? <laughs> well, the fans, not you. Oh, got it. We all know you hate the metal segment. No, I, I didn't see him there on Friday because he's supposed to be there on Saturday. I didn't. I, I walked by that booth, but I did. I saw some lady there, like talking to people. So I just kept walking. So I, I asked several artists, uh, except for Neil Adams, because we can't afford to lose him. Even though I really, <laughs> I really wanted to. Like he had a, another thing that I wanted to get, and like I had the cash. I wanted to do it. I, I went around this booth like four times. His security guard looked at me funny. But I, every time I, I started making the walk towards where he is, 
I got that itch in the throat. And then sometimes I felt like coughing too. So I, I just didn't. Uh, hopefully I'll catch him at Comic-Con. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't approach him. I didn't want to spread anything to him. The general consensus among the artists of Artist Alley is they don't think that, that DC publishing is exactly going to go away. Now, they, okay. they, they think that it'll get consolidated. They're going to they're gonna cut out a lot of titles, but they're, they're not going to stop publishing like your Batman stories, your Superman books, those main titles. What, they, what they'll probably go to is more like a Heroes in Crisis thing where they'll have these you know, six, six book series that are self-contained and maybe even uh, like kind of Elseworlds-y. Because their their black label has actually been doing really good with those, and you know just doing like what they're doing with the with the DC black label, but regular size comic because those are all big magazine, yeah, oversized. So I think that's where it's going to go. Now that does mean that they'll reduce their their numbers as far as writers and artists. Yeah, but you're you they're not going to completely go away from the publishing because. The publishing still kind of promotes some of what they're doing with, with the movies. It keeps it, it keeps it in the in the people's eyes. Is kind of the yeah, way it was yeah. described to me. So yeah, you're you're not gonna lose your your detective comics, your action comics, and you'll get more stories like Heroes in Crisis. So what and okay. more more what they were worried about is shorter contracts for mm. for artists and writers because now. They're just gonna get, you know, single story arcs. The the better people, like the more popular people, might get multiple story arcs. But it's not like, like now where you can be on a book for several years. Wow. So so everybody's thinking like they're not really gonna keep the ongoing format for all those characters necessarily. Some of them or the majority of them are gonna switch to a more miniseries esque kind of format yeah like maybe they'll cut out half the books but they're not they're, they'll, they'll keep plenty of ongoing and they might try to bring a new ongoing every now and then but more likely they'll bank more on these short stories because they're less intimidating for people too you know now i know that uh you're an you're uh, man on the street approach to to asking these creators that work for DC this uh, your approach makes it so that we can they can talk freely because you're not going to name any of them. But without naming any of them, are any of the people that you talk to like people that we might whose work we might read currently or see currently if they're artists? Yes. Okay. For for example, if Clay Mann had showed up, I would have asked him the same questions because okay. he was just in a corner of of Artist Alley next to a guy like Bruce Tim who wrote Heroes in Crisis. So it, the, Bruce Tim write Heroes in Crisis? Was it Bruce Tim? I might be mistaken. Who wrote Heroes in Crisis? I thought it was a uh... Charles Sewell. Oh no, no, the other guy. Who's the other guy? Indian the fourth. No, it wasn't Indian the fourth. 
Oh, James Tinney. And you know, I think that's right. I think it is James Tinney in the fourth. Oh, no, but, it was Tom King. Oh, that makes more sense. Well, all those people you just mentioned were there. And I, <laughs> and I spoke to half of them. <laughs> that's probably yeah. as far as I can go because I didn't go there in an official capacity. I really just went there. I, I didn't even have a press badge on me. You were undercover. Right. I just went there to get the, the real scoop. So, you know. All those names you, all those names you just mentioned. Tom King wrote it. Uh, he was yeah, there. And <laughs> Tinian, yeah. Tinian was there. Tinian wasn't able to talk very long because he had a line because people knew his name. Cheesy Doctor Forever. Well, he he had a point earlier, but now he. I don't even want to give him that because of what he's saying right now. He says, "Give the DC franchise to Sony." You saw what they did with Venom. They made a billion-dollar franchise. Yeah, but Dr. Forev loves Sony. No. Well, he loves everything that isn't Marvel. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I I mean, Venom made money, but it wasn't good. And yeah. If you're trying to make, like, I, I know he's going to say, well, what the fuck you care about good is about money. I'm like, I care about good. Like, I'd rather have it fail and be good. I'm not putting my money on it, but I would, even if I put my money in it, I would rather have it be fa- be a failure, but be something I'm proud of, or you know? But that's yeah. just me. That's my neurosis. Yeah, you've hated a lot of Marvel movies that made a ton of money. Yeah. yeah. but in, And some of them were, like, good, but I, I found a reason to hate them. <laughs> Although now that I found the path of Jesus Christ, I, I have gotten a new appreciation for Ant Man. You know, I actually the <laughs> the guy that did Second Coming was there, and I really wanted to get him to like sign a book for you or something. Oh, dude, that would have been like like this. Yeah, I, I I don't even know if I can even get into how the words of, of Jesus Christ in second coming affected my life. <sighs> anyway, continue with your C2E2 coverage. There was a, there was another book that I wanted to get that I didn't get a chance to. I walked by this booth and all I know is I saw Jesus Christ riding on a camel with a, a pair of M16s just blasting away. That was Muhammad. Oh well. Oh, I hope not. No, you're not supposed to draw Muhammad. Yeah, that's why it makes it so cool. So yeah, that so. was that was the uh, <laughs> the, the general <laughs> feeling around around the artist alley, which also had writers. So go figure. Did did you by chance get to uh, see Jim Lee actually talk? At his panel? No, I didn't get a chance to get to any panels. Oh, okay. Because uh, I know that he, you know, basically like addressed, of course, he, he, you have to address every, all the rumors and everything going around in that regard. And uh, he confirmed that they're, they're, he's going to be basically the sole publisher. They're not going to hire somebody else or, or promote somebody else to that role. So does that uh, mean books don't come out on time anymore? Well, I mean, that, if they go to the black label thing where they only put six at a time, that might fit. 
also he mentioned that um that DC DC publishing isn't actually going to go anywhere because he basically said that that like the comics are basically the engine for all the other stuff they do like that's where the stories come from for the movies and the television shows and the animated stuff and so uh yeah so i mean he basically kind of reassured everybody like everything's going to be okay and it's like there's some things changing but not nothing that is uh nothing that is like the end of dc comics so but it's interesting though the the take that the artists and writers had or whatnot and I, I honestly think uh, a consolidation of, of books might actually help DC, but, you know, what do I know? Yeah, no, nobody was worried about DC going away. The, I, like I said, the only concern they had is smaller contracts. But they, yeah. they all, nobody thought that, the, that DC publishing as a whole was just going to disappear. So there wasn't that much fear among among the artists and writers anyway. Now again, they have they're not really in on the meetings right. where all this is discussed. So this right. is all still just rumor and speculation among people who happen to be they in the industry. They can't even get royalties. So and as far as the convention itself, like I know you said you know, you talked about the uh, the vendors that were like, you know, I guess the metallic plate things and whatnot. What and not a lot of comic books, but some. What was the rest of the floor filled with that wasn't Artist Alley? Uh, there was a huge section, which is what I call the autograph section. And they have it roped mm-hmm. off where you can tell they're expecting huge lines, and there's probably going to be a celebrity. At one end, you're going to pay 50 bucks to go shake their hand and take a picture, essentially. And in fact, I think I saw a whole bunch of pictures of Stephen Amell and um, what's her face? Emily Brett something something. Uh, Brett. Smoke. The, oh. the chick that plays Smoke. They were there taking pictures oh. of people at C2E2. So that that's a huge... The C2E2 itself feels like the space is it feels bigger than San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, it feels like you're in a giant airplane hangar and they can't fill it. But that could also be because they don't have as much stuff as as San Diego Comic-Con. You know, DC does not have a giant booth. Marvel doesn't have a giant booth. They don't have all these just giant and Warner Brothers and Right. They they don't they don't have all the all these gigantic things, so it doesn't feel as crowded. So it it, just, it it still feels bigger, but when you really go upstairs, there's like a cafe in the center that's two stories, and you go to the top story and you can look over everything. It looks big, but it really, if you've been to San Diego Comic Con, it's not really as big as as it feels from from downstairs. So it's still it's still a little bit more intimate. But it's it's getting there, man. It, it's it's going commercial for sure. And I mean, I know that generally speaking, we prefer the more the more classic comic convention kind of feel. But 
Is there going to be any benefits you think from it kind of getting getting more or like going more mainstream? Going more mainstream? No, I'll tell you what advantage they have over San Diego Comic Con is you can get alcohol. Uh, like in the con on the floor? yes on the floor. Revolution Brewing is a local Chicago brewery, and they're there every year. They have like a whole section just for just for them, as well as like beer carts where you get draft beer or a big tall boy of of, of beer, mostly IPAs. Mo, nice. So you can you can you can get beer. It's a little expensive. It's like twelve. So should bucks. I go next year? Uh, if, if you can make it out there, I mean, a day. Oh, yeah, I can make it out there. Like, I mean, I'm, I would go to the weekend, but yeah. Yeah, like, at, at least one day, but uh, unless you get into the panels, there's not a whole lot on the floor, like I said. You know, not a whole lot that you would be interested. Like, you, you could walk around and be like, well, that's cool, that's cool, I like that. Hey, now, you specifically like me would probably spend a lot of time in artist alley because there there's people there that you know if not personally you know their work yeah and so yeah you you would probably spend a lot more time there but i mean you can get fucking drunk and for for the for whoever is not a, a beer drinker especially ipas which revolution brewing seems to specialize in i mean you can get wine they have that too that there too so you know they they they're pretty good about that. That's one advantage over San Diego Comic Con that C two E two does have is there's oh. not a lot there, but you're fucked up. So what do you hear? <laughs> so only beer and wine. What's that? It it only has beer and wine. Yeah, I, I mean I didn't see any whiskey vendors there, unless you <laughs> unless you want to start the Fantastic Forum, you know, bar <laughs> corner. Yeah. Look, I'll do it. There it is. I'll do it. There it is. Single malt. Right. It's like batch, batch whiskey from the finest of comic book fans. <laughs> but that was actually one of the the uh you know well the one of the decent parts of when we went to uh, Long Beach Comic Expo. Was that you know we we were able to drink some, but they wouldn't let us have the drinks on the floor, like going into the into the floor of the. Uh, but but it sounds like you know yeah they it didn't... sounds like the the brewery is on the comic floor, like on the the um, damn what my my freaking language is failing me. What what is that called, Moses? What the expo floor? I'm sorry. The expo floor? The show no, no, floor? Like, yeah, that's what I was trying to come up with. Like the expo floor, like the actual, or the show, what is it? It's not the showroom. What is it? The show floor. The show floor. There it Dude. is. Thank you. Jesus. What? It, Dude, I couldn't not, get not to only, it. Thank you for helping me. Not only are they on the show floor, but I remember the first year I was there, I got a commemorative mug that they would just refill for a discounted price. That's pretty cool. And you can fill that with beer or wine or just beer? Just beer because it was a it was a beer mug, but I mean it was from the the brewery. It had like there's a superhero where his head was a hop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man, yeah. It's, it's good times. That's cool. 
I'm not mad at that. So, um, cool, man. Anything else that stood out? Anything else we should mention before we move on? I'm going next year. Cool. Shoot. It, depending, depending if I could pull it off, maybe I'll go with you. It's definitely getting bigger. You can't stay where I'm staying. Oh, I'm staying where you're staying. Definitely now. I'm staying in my niece's dorm room. Oh, well, hey, look, tell her scoot over. It's definitely getting a lot bigger because this is the first year that I haven't been able to get a press pass. You, you said it's definitely getting bigger? Yeah. It, it, was always, it was always easy to get press passes for, for this oh, thing. Oh, got you, got you. You weren't, this first this year, year you weren't able to get yeah, one. This got year I had, to, I had to buy a pass. Now, don't get me wrong. It, it didn't sell out at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like getting your press badge, what, what was the... Like, what what was the process? It was just fill out an application, you know, send in some links of recent work and statistics on the website. Okay. And I've, I've sent basically the same statistics every year because the, the website doesn't really, you know, jump up too much, and it, but it doesn't dip either. It's kind of, it's, it's pretty consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But which website did you use? Uh, all games. Oh, okay. That's where you might have the problem. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a problem before. So next year, maybe I'll, I'll switch it up a little bit. But yeah, this was the first year where, you know, I got that email. Hey, you, we can't get you a press pass because we're giving out too many press passes. <laughs> so I had to buy a, a, a pass, which is fine. It's 45 bucks for the day. Actually, if you get it early, I think it's like ten bucks off too. So, actually, without the press badge, like you're more free to ask like weird questions, right? Well, like like I said, I was able to ask these artists just regular ass questions, and they're not seeing me with a press badge, so they don't have to be like, "Well, I, this has to be off the record." Or anything. They just tell me whatever the fuck they want, and yeah. they don't know. I mean, off the record, you could say what they told you. Just you just can't quote them, right? Which is what I kind of did, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's the better. I think for the next time we're gonna do the filming, but with like the the vocalizer when they sound like this. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're gonna like digitize their faces and use a voice, like augment their voices. Yeah, but then their banner behind their thing ba- <laughs> will be clear. We should make that. That's messed up and funny. <laughs> we should. They should do a, a voice augmenter that. Makes you sound like, like, uh, friggin' Dark Knight Rises Bane. That would be funny. Uh, hilarious. So, so yeah, yeah. that's that's C two E two. Um, cool. Hopefully, I'll be there next year too. There it is. We can all crash at Bo's niece's dorm room. Yeah, have her move over again. <laughs> or not which one is it oh see see I, you took I'm it not, too far i'm not friends with you guys anymore you know <laughs> wait a minute well i mean is she still our friend though oh <laughs> uh, jay jay's dead jay wake up jay 
Jay? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Oh. <laughs> but are you, Jay? But are you? Yeah, it just takes me a while because I have my mic muted just in case. Oh. But I was on Discord so I could be a part of chat. Oh, okay. So I just hit the switch windows and Dar- then unmute. Are you Jeezy Dr. Forev? Have you been Jeezy Dr. Forev all this time? I've never been Jeezy Dr. Forev. Oh, okay. Derek H in chat, which, by the way, RIP Derek H, and where's our ratings, Derek H, says Allison Mack will get work released to do a signing at C2E2 next year. I hope so. I really, I mean, never mind. <laughs> she she started a cult? Is that what she did? No, she, she worked with a cult. Yeah, she worked with it. She was like a recruiter. Yeah. Sheesh, man. Like if Wein- if Weinstein was the head of the cult, she'd be like the head recruiter. That was God. also banging Weinstein. Ugh. What kind of cult? Like a sex a cult. Underage girl sex cult. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. I guess it's way better than those murder cults. Oh no, yeah, not it's all sex, not murder. But I mean, still bad, but yeah, you're right. But they it's took not your murder. money too, so you got fucked twice. Oh my god! What, <laughs> Jay? Can Why, we talk what, what, about no, Larry? What the fuck? Like, I mean, they got fucked twice. No, I, I, I get it. I like, hear you. You're looking at me like I started that fucking cult. Alexa, I'm not. While we're started. on the subject of cults, while we're on the subject of cults, um, I would definitely recommend watching Sunny Family Cult. It's a web show on YouTube, like on Crypt TV. Is it a sex cult or and murder cult? It's a murder cult. Uh, like, but it, it's pretty fun. Funny murder or like serious murder? Serious murder. I only like shows about funny sex cults. Well, if you want to broaden your horizon a little bit, you might want to check it out. It's pretty good. Well, since you put it so eloquently, I just might. Jay, why don't you tell us about My Hero Academia? Okay, so this is going to be a spoiler review. What? Because of... Did anyone else get to see it? No. Damn it. Okay, so yeah, it's a spoiler review. I like sports. Just because it's like, yeah, it's just more fun to talk about with spoilers. And it takes place after, like, where we're at. Like, the mon- the anime isn't caught up to it yet. So, it's- watching the movie in itself is a spoiler. Um, Deku has a move that he's actually just now starting to learn. In the anime. So, that happens. So, basically, My Hero Academia Heroes Rising is about the students from Class 1A uh, going on an island and running their own hero agency. Because the heroes that were on that island, they retired. And so, it's I think it's like winter break. So, they're doing it for their winter break. And they get attacked by a group of villains that are 
uh, were made by the doctor. I don't know if he has a name or not. Like, I don't think they said his name. And I didn't stick around for the credits to see if they named him. But, uh, you know, the doctor I'm talking about, the one that's uh, been getting the creator in trouble. Uh, he basically invented another all for one. And so this guy is going around stealing quirks. And he goes to this island where the kids are working uh, because there's a, a specific quirk he wants, uh, cell regeneration. And so uh, they end up uh, basically fighting and trying to protect these kids and these islanders from these villains that are coming after this kid. So, so oh, good. Oh no, good. Well, I was just gonna ask: Do you happen to know, like, what the reasoning was for releasing the movie when they did? Like, in regards to, or like, I guess maybe this this particular story. Like, is it? Because I understand it's after the manga, but w with it being animated, um, you would think that they will want to maybe line it up with with the the audience that is that is watching it in anime form. Um. I'm not sure what the reasoning was for uh, for releasing the story at this time. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I'm not sure why they did that. I know uh, the creator was definitely working with them as far as planning the story and everything. Yeah, so it's so, it definitely but, lines up. Say again? Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah. like So, it definitely, like, lines up with what's happening, like, from the manga and all that. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. And, you know, maybe, I mean, listen, I'm sure manga fans are, like, stoked that, you know, they kind of get, like, a bit of a bonus. Right. So, uh... Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Um, hello. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. We're here. Okay, sorry, I'm having an issue with my headphones. Oh, sorry about that. Um, so yeah, it's like a really good movie. I ended up seeing the 4D version, uh, which was really fun. It really helps highlight like a lot of the cool moments uh, with like fights and stuff and uh, yeah it's good the fights are good the artwork is the art is really good so it looks good um not too many complaints it it has like the characters that people would be expecting to see basically um, yeah, well, it's like all the kids from the class. 
Okay. The main class. Any new or interesting characters, like, you know, without being too spoilery? Uh, the Just the villains. And uh, gotcha. for the most part, the villains are pretty cool. Not all of them. Like, I, like, I really like Chimera. Chimera was pretty awesome. Okay. Uh, hello? Yeah, hey, no, we're all here. Okay, so, sorry. All in all, um, I might have to go to regular casting. Give me a second. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he sounded perfect on our end. Yeah. yeah, no, it sounds sounds great. But I know, like, I don't know how it can be when you can't. I mean, well, not necessarily can't hear yourself, but you know, when you don't hear anything. Well, you, you know, like the, the thing is, he's telling us about it, so we're here listening, hanging on his every word, like <laughs> suckling from a teat of a mother cow. That's how I felt. But you know, I guess he wants us to give something back. But this isn't coitus, man. He's giving it to us. <laughs> okay, how do how do I sound? Eh, not as you sound different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um if I don't sound bad then I'll keep going like this. I mean um, we'll, we'll take it. Okay. Hopefully I I can replace my headphones by the next week. And then I'll be sounding good again. GZ Doctor for F says, "You sound like you're sneaking a phone call in R. Kelly's house." I mean, what? I mean, to That's us, you sound reference. Joe. To us, you sound good. So I don't know how we're sounding to you. Maybe that's the problem, but you sound beautiful to us. The thing is, we're also not responding to you because you're telling us about it. We didn't watch it. You know what I mean? Right. So I think if we were actually more active in asking questions about it, but, you know, there's no real questions we could ask because it's like for me, for example, it's way ahead of where I'm at on My Hero Academia. So a little tiny little pussy ass bitch ass part of me is like don't listen don't listen because it's gonna spoil it but you know i, I suck that down there but I, i'm listening intently <laughs> well, what part are you at by the way i'm sorry say that again what part are you at i'm like on episode like 58 of season three like i'm actually at that like that episode where all Might Saves the World with Love, that little, like, special side episode that's not even, like, in continuity. I was like, anime okay. filler? Yeah. yeah. I don't even feel like it's filler. I just felt like it was something that they wanted to do, like, because it's, like, in the middle of the season. Like, they, they actually animated it, like, a year before they broadcasted it. So it's not like, you know, I don't think they needed that information, like, and that's how I felt like when I saw it. Like, like, the fuck? Like, we're in the middle of this licensing exam and you're giving me a side story, but then the side story turned out to be actually pretty good. Okay. That's yeah. cool. So that's why I don't feel like it was like filler, filler, you know? 
Got it. More. So, Jay, anything else you want to add about My Hero Academia? How many edible um, blonde hairs do you give it? I would give it four. Okay. Possibly four and a half. Where's the hesitation coming? Um, there's something about the ending that I kind of like. I like it, but I don't like it too. Like it's, and it's hard to explain because definitely, even though this is a spoiler review, if there was a part I wouldn't spoil, it would be that part. Mm-hmm. And so, suffice it to say, something happens, and then something else happens. And it's kind of good, but then it's kind of lame, too. So, yeah. I would say that. Print, okay. Print that on the cover. Something happens that is kind of good, but it's kind of lame. Right. Okay, so four. So, anyway, in chat, people are talking about Fantasy Island and the Invisible Man. Um, I saw both of those. Really? Invisible Man was okay. Like, it's, it takes a little while to get started. And, uh, like, it's not bad. It's just not as good good as I wanted it to be. But it was fine. It's supposed to be a horror movie. Know. Is it is it a decent horror movie horror movie? Um I will say it is it works like it's kind of weird. Like you know like how when you watch a ghost movie and then anything can happen at any time because it's a ghost and they have, they can pretty much do whatever. This movie tries to be like that, but they definitely keep in mind that it is actually a person. So they're not like going all out, but they're doing it a little bit. And uh, for the most part, on a mental level, it definitely does work. But on a watching level... I would definitely am used to more. Okay, I can if see that, that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see. I, I think I see what you're saying. So it it is like because the person's invisible, it kind of sets up almost like like horror type elements, but kind of pays off more in a thriller type of way. Is that what you're saying? Because it's more grounded. Because it's. I a, mean, it's technically a low budget movie. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense how you said it. I'm I'm asking because I yeah I don't you know obviously I didn't see it so I don't know but yeah it, that's that's what I'm getting though is like you know you're 
it like it it almost kind of makes you feel like it's gonna give you a supernatural kind of vibe, but yeah, Lawrence never the, uh, delivers on that. The 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 budget for the movie was nine million. Wow, really? Yeah, so that I mean you're depending heavily on on your acting at that point. Now was tattoo in it? Oh, we're talking about the invisible man. Infinity Island? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Was um, he <laughs> if Tattoo was in Invisible Woman or Visible Man, that'd be awesome. No, Tattoo was in Fantasy Island. Uh, he's not a midget this time, though. Little, um, little person. Are they are they still going with little person? Well, they're like definitely. They you bet your sweet little ass they're not going by midget. Can we say dwarf? Dwarf is cool still, right? No, dwarf is different. Well, it's dwarfism that makes them little. No, but not not necessarily. You can you can use it in in reference to a particular type of condition, but not to the group, the people at large. I don't think. Yeah, because not all of them are little people for that reason. Or live in caves. Right. Got it. Okay, so. Which one did you like better, Jay? Fantasy Island or Invisible Man? Uh, Fantasy Island, definitely. By the mm. way, Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island, seven million. Fantasy Island, what? The budget for Fantasy Island was seven million, which is less than the Invisible Man. Jeez, that's crazy. Jeezy, uh, Doctor Fred says, "Is is Moses upset they didn't cast an African American?" As the Invisible Man, I thought he was. I couldn't see him. So I <laughs> was. I was more mad it wasn't John Cena well, or Batista. That's what the confusion was like you know because there's the there's the Invisible Man, and then there's the book The Invisible Man, right? About what it's like to be a black person in America, and I thought that movie was about that. No. Oh, trust me. If you're a black man in America, you're not invisible. Well, at the time the book was written, it, it, the the name fits. If you if you ever want to broaden your horizons and read that book, I recommend it. The only good thing I got out of college, that and the clap. <laughs> I know when I go into a Best Buy in the wrong neighborhood, I definitely do not feel invisible. They're watching me every step I take. Yeah. That's the irony of the book where it's like <clears throat> all eyes on you, but when it counts, you're invisible because they don't take you into account. Like, you know, when they're laws and shit. Like, if you're a black man and you're invisible, that's Fantasy Island, right? Well, that book right. would be the curse. That book story would be the curse of the black man being invisible in Fantasy Island. Am I right, Larry? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> no, the book I've read, I don't know about the relation to Fantasy Island. Okay. But the book is good. I would definitely second your recommendation. It's a little late for Black History Month, but yeah. <laughs> yeah Women's History Month. Sounds so. like a downer. 
Joe, I'm sorry. Say that into a clearer mic, please. So it sounds like kind of a downer. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I don't read books to get sad. <laughs> but the pe- the way you say the blacks, like you might enjoy that book. No, I actually do like black people. Like, <laughs> that's just a little. I'm sure some that's of your best friends are black. I know, right? Yeah. I've got like two black friends. Like, they love me. But yeah, like, my ra- when I'm racist on the show, that's just a little bit of dark humor. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I do <laughs> like black. <sighs> I Can get, I talk about I get it. On I the just stump? I get it. I just didn't want to say the darks. Go ahead, Lawrence. Did anybody else get to read on the stump? What the hell is on the stump? Yeah. Is that a Bernie thing? I read everything we were supposed to read for this show. We were supposed to read stuff the stuff for this show? Including the stuff Say, say what did you say, Oz? We're supposed to read stuff for this show? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I, I literally I'm don't even know what we're talking about till like 20 minutes before when you say, hey, this is what we're talking about. And then, uh-huh. and, and then as, I, as I heat up the microphones, we discuss what we're going to talk about because we haven't officially discussed what we're going to talk about. Listen, I sent you in in the Fantastic Forum friggin' secret secret chat group, super secret chat group, a a like literally a thing that said I'm gonna talk about on the stump next week, and 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 the link, and I'm pretty sure that happened like what was that Thursday? Like yeah, the, I stop like, look I stopped looking at that when you. Started posting political ads. Who posted political ads? Ah, you tell me to go out there and vote. I'm like, Psh. primaries. My guy, that that the thing I'm talking about happened like oh the week before that. Wednesday, yeah, it happened Wednesday after I hung up on you guys accidentally. There you go. So it was like literally Wednesday night. Like we were technically, you guys were still talking when he sent it. How am I supposed to remember what happened last week? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> like, you can't mess around and, and simultaneously be like, oh, you don't give me the stuff soon enough. And then say, oh, you gave it to me too long ago. I'm over here fighting fucking the, the third horseman pestilence. And you're expecting <laughs> me to, to read something? <laughs> yeah, a comic book. Because we do a comic book show. <laughs> He's playing Darksiders 2.5 guy then. It's like, behold the pale horse. And, and on him was whoever the fuck coughed on my, on my face. Ching Chong Charlie? That sounds racist. I don't know what that means. Yes, but I didn't say it. Oh. It was hilarious. Well, I probably got it from Iowa, so it's the, it's the corn of areas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. My lungs feel like they made popcorn last night. I'm mad that I can't even say that that joke was corny. Like, <laughs> it bothers me on a whole other level. The whole dad joke, if you say it. Yeah, right. It's like, damn it. But like, you put me in a box. My, my wife has sacrificed the chicken, and I am wearing the. Did she make a stew out of it? 
Well, yeah, we're not gonna let it go to waste. I mean, come on. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, some people sacrifice it and don't cook it. Like, it does better if you cook it. Oh, you know what you need to do is is hand over your life to Jesus. Well, I I, I can't. I'll go to church this weekend. No, not that church. Uh, I'll put it. I'll put an extra twenty bucks in the collection plate. That'll cure me. It's not about that, brother. It's about you walking in the path of Jesus. I don't want to be poor. You'll be rich in spirit. All right. Well, look, you can't lay hands on me till July. So, in spirit, I'll lay hands on you and insert fingers. What? <laughs> it's the path of Jesus, man. There's a reason Listen. why he's out with 12 dudes. Listen. I'm, I'm going to talk about On the Stump now. I fucked up. On the Stump. It's <laughs> that's, a comic the book. that's the title of this episode. I fucked up Lent. <laughs> <laughs> on the Stump. Is this political or paraplegic porn? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Okay. On the Stump. It's a comic written by Chuck Brown. Uh, art is by Prenzy, and it's lettered by, by uh, Clayton Cowles. And uh, it's it is a, a comic book. Uh, it is it is uh, political in the sense that it takes place in. I guess I want. I guess you can say maybe like a, a not too distant future. Where, well, where legislators literally fight in an arena called called a, a stump to pass legislation, and they like when I say fight, they literally like fist fight, and whoever wins the the brawl actually their their particular piece of legislation gets passed. And so, and you mentioned that all these senators have like these awesome stage wrestling names. That is true. Like that's uh, a big part of it. Say again. That's a big part of it. Right. Because like, passing legislation has become more about spectacle than about actually having good legislation. Right. The, the the character you follow is Senator Jack Hammer. <laughs> and uh, like it, the book opens with him fighting uh, Senator Sweet, Sweet Smell Shaw. And like I said, they're like for those like I know some of you have heard the term on the stump before. Um but like for those who have it, it basically is like a like a colloquialism or like an idiom for like basically saying you're campaigning for something. Who are you calling uh, an idiot? <laughs> no, 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 not it. Not no idiom. Idiom. And it's like one of those things like back in the day, like people actually when they wanted to like speak to large crowds or get the attention of large crowds. And when I'm talking about back in the day, I'm talking about like 
like 1700s type stuff like people would find like a, a nearby like stump of a tree that they could stand on and like talk about whatever their idea was or whoever like or talk about people or themselves and just kind of you know basically like sell it to the crowds and so that's where the, the terminology comes from so when the book opens you literally have what looks like a giant tree stump and two guys like standing on it getting ready to fight over these two pieces of, of legislation that they're trying to pass and uh, like I said, in this world, that arena, people like come and witness these people fight. And so it's kind of like if you mixed professional wrestling with, well, I, should, I guess I shouldn't say, it's like if professional wrestling meets MMA meets Congress. So, and people come and watch. And it, it, this is a system that has somehow we don't know how because they don't tell us but somehow has evolved throughout the years and a person in the audience actually makes a reference to how there was a point or there was a point in time when where the senators would actually talk about what their bill was what bill they were trying to pass before they actually fought but when, when we get to this point in the story they don't even do that anymore they just fight and whoever wins gets legislation passed and so the thing about a world like this is that it's kind of or at least to me not really important how we got there mm-hmm. like it's if you set it up and give me the rules then i can go along with the story you're trying to tell me i'd agree with that like it, it and i think this book actually does a fair job with, it, with its world building where it, it sets things up definitely enough where you don't necessarily need the answers to those questions, even though I know for me, I'm like, I'm interested. And it's not to say that it, we won't get that. It's just that they don't tell it to you in this particular issue. So the, the book itself follows um, Senator Jack Hammer, like I said, and it it kind of goes like it basically turns into a bit a bit of a mystery um where he kind of gets inadvertently entangled in in an investigation from a federal agent and she basically wants senator hammer to kind of be like her her guy on the inside a little bit and she's uh, kind of a bad she's kind of a, a badass you said yeah yeah which you know i mean in this world it's like fighting is basically kind of currency or being able to fight is currency and every like everybody is way tougher or i guess everyone has to be uh really tough in this world because violence is how things get done. And so which it's it's interesting because it's like even when you like when you're talking about the senators, which it doesn't say what the proportions are for 
men and women and if you know there are more male senators than there are female senators in this world i know that it would it would you would think it would lean to that because of the fact that it it's like physical violence but at the same time they make a point to mention the fact that there have been female senators that have fought and won on the stump so that that was interesting as well we we don't see any of them in this issue but they do get mentioned that they exist jay what do you think of the art um i like the art like it had a cool little style to it um yeah yeah like it had a cool style I'm not sure what else I could say about it, but it worked for me. And I, I think, I think you're right. It's definitely, it's definitely stylized. Um, but I, I did like it as well. Um, I, one of the things that, that stood out for me was the paneling. Like it's, it's kind of just interesting the choices that they make. And so like it it's uh it feels like in some in some places it kind of does some conventional stuff, but in in many of them it does not. And like I think that you know, I, it's just it's one of these things because it's a, a smaller book. And it's it's published by Image. Um, because it's a it's a smaller book, or like an independent book, I should say. Um, you know, they definitely have more creative freedom and and the ability to, you know, I guess do more of what they want. And it feels like the artist takes takes advantage of that. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But yeah, it's it it's a different kind of different kind of story. Like the, the premise is is interesting and um while like the idea in and of itself isn't isn't wholly original. I feel like the take is pretty original, and so I did. I did like it. I think. I think that. Uh, I think that if you like, well, you know, I, here's the thing. Like, I, I will say, I'm not exactly sure what the target audience for this particular book is. It's like. I guess, like, if you're a wrestling fan that likes politics, too, maybe. But at the same time, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure who it's for. But I know that when I saw it in the shop, I was like, well, you know what? It Like, it, the, the cover was definitely uh, a, a striking part for me. And then I saw the title on the stump, and I was like, oh, like, that's interesting. Like, let me... 
let me see what that's about. I, I just, I literally just had, hadn't heard about it or anything. I literally just, based on the cover and the title, I just picked it up and was like, let me check that out and bought it. And I was not disappointed. I, I really enjoyed it and I will get issue two. You know, it actually kind of reminds me of those old Fox sitcoms where they would just make up a sitcom real quick based on whatever was topical. Uh-huh. Like they had uh, the baseball sitcom when the baseball strike was happening. And they used to do like dumb shit like that all the time and just quickly put shit together. Uh-huh. But it just kind of feels like that, like just a topical thing because of all the politics happening. Yeah. That they just threw it out there and people will grab it because politics is kind of a big thing right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely people are far more interested in politics than they were, like, you know, four or five years ago. So, yeah, that like, I could see that, even though, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how long this idea has been percolating around in uh in Brown's head, but it like I will say this: it's like it it, it does obviously have it has political themes, but I don't know that it doesn't necessarily feel particularly relevant to to anything that's happening right now. It just happens to have a political theme to it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Sub Z says, I want to see Bernie fight Warren in the arena. I think Elizabeth Warren would win that fight. Tomahawk chop. Bernie can't even fight with his hair. (laughs) So, Jay, just to wrap up, anything else you want to say about On the Stump? Um... It's worth checking out. Like, it's not as cool of a concept as The Purge. (laughs) I would agree with that. I don't know. Like, it reminded me of The Purge just because it's like one of those kind of out there could never happen, but still creates an actual interesting world. Right. But, uh, yeah, and that's exactly what this book does. Like, it creates an interesting world mm-hmm. that's worth exploring. What would you, what would you rate it? I would rate it a four out of five. That's fair. I, I, would, I would give it a four out of five as well. Yep. On the stump. What's more likely, Jay? Uh, the 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 world of on the stump coming becoming a reality, or the world of the purge becoming a reality? Wait, say that one more time. Wh- which one do you think would be more likely to actually happen? The the purge or on the stump? Uh, the purge. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. That would be scary, but kind of fun. Um, Tiger Claw, he's really like fixated on Public Enemy splitting. Oh, is he really? 
Yeah, he keeps bringing it up. Who would have thought Tyre Claw listens to Public Enema? He doesn't. <laughs> he just saw a new yeah, story involving. He just saw a new story involving black people and figured we'd we'd have a discussion on it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't think that's Bernie right. Sanders' fault that Public Enemy split up. No, it's it. Uh, from what I read, Flavor Flav likes money. And um, is it what is he? Is he Doctor Chuck? Oh, jeez, really? Chuck D. Yeah, but he's a doctor, right? Is he? No. Or is no. he? Or is he the Reverend? No, Reverend Run is from Run DMC. Whatever, all the same. Uh, Chuck D. Boo. Is, Boo. Chuck D. is into. I mean, not necessarily political, but charitable like doing stuff for charities where flavor flavor wants money i don't think it's specifically the it, that's kind of like the last straw straw the camel broke the camel's back from what i read but yeah. it, it's been a lot of like chuck d wants to do charitable events for free because it's charity and flavor flavor's like well how much how much am i, am I getting paid yeah like it, it's not like that yeah that that was a long time coming. This was just, you know, the last straw. Yeah, from what, from what I read anyway. I'm not, like, tapped into that community as much as maybe you are, Lawrence. <laughs> which, which community might that be? Old Jewish politicians? Yeah. I know. E- <laughs> either or. Like, this is all, like, stuff that, that you're into, so. <laughs> but Bernie and public enemy? And 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 money and politics. <laughs> no, I mean it's just you know I mean I think Flav just he he didn't play his position, man. It's like he's out here, out here like over overvaluing his spot. That's all it is. And it's not to say that you know Flavor Flav obviously didn't contribute something to Public Enemy, like he did, and it's it's definitely like. They uh, both suck my fucking dick. Public Enemy, it, we're both members of Public Enemy. Yeah. Why? Uh, because this administration has been fertile ground for the next great Public Enemy album. Same with fucking Rage Against the Machine. No, you know what I mean. Rage did something though, didn't they? I thought they no, had... they 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 started a tour and charged five hundred dollars to go see them, a reunion tour. But they're not doing no new album. They're not they're not creating new shit based around the world they live in anymore. Oh, you know? see, I thought I thought they put out something new and that's why they were touring. But they just no, no they, they just they, if anything, like I think it's seven hundred dollars a seat or some shit. Like they're one twenty five, but then their seats scattered around that are for charity. They're like seven hundred to seven thousand, like some shit like that. But they're not even like, yeah, eh, they could both go to fucking go pay your fucking taxes, and Christ be with you. But yeah, so yeah, fuck them all. I think though, like Chuck, Chuck D, like. They've been making some music, right? Just not under Public Enemy, but right? That's the thing. Like, Public Enemy, like, that... The environment right now is ripe for a, a, the next good 
public enemy rage against the machine like i I thought under trump like if anything we're gonna have like the best punk rock resurgence ever and none of that shit's happened music there's no protest songs like you know what i mean out of these people that made a career taking our money and paying their fucking taxes based on the fact that they're radical thinkers and, and and you know questioning the government and shit. Not even anti-government, just questioning the government, trying to hold them accountable. You know what I mean? Well, right. they're not they're not young and broke anymore. They're they're old and exactly. rich. That's why they could all suck my fucking dick. Because it's like they're full of shit. Like you know, and then you know, it's not like they didn't even they didn't even inspire the next wave. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you know, maybe some of their fans could have done something now, and they didn't even fucking do it. Everybody, well, I mean, everybody's so fucking complacent with their fucking Fortnite and their Call of Duty on mobile and shit. They don't. They don't. Why don't you write a fucking kick-ass lyric to tell these people to go fuck themselves? You know what I mean? That sounds like. But, a, that I sounds mean, like an intro to a heavy metal minute. Uh, Burr <laughs> in chat says Moses is so right. Discussion over. Burr is the final word on the discussion. uh, He goes on to say, pretty disappointing. Nobody went punk or anything. Bunch of sellouts. Yeah, this whole society is like that. But but there's protest songs in hip-hop. A lot of of protest songs in hip-hop. Larry, do I listen to fucking hip-hop? Well, but then you're mad at Public Enemy for not inspiring, but they did. I, look, all right. Look, next week, give me a list of all the 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 good protest hits that came out out of fucking uh, out of this Trump administration in the last three years, four years. Okay. Yeah. And like I, I, I said, can, protest hits. I mean, they they have to be hit songs. Well, nine one one's a joke in my town was a hit song. You know what I mean? Killing in the name of was a hit song. Yeah, like they were lighting up the charts. I could go down the street and listen to to some crappy song yeah. about political issues. Doesn't mean it's good, right? Well, I, I mean, I guess what? No, don't get me wrong. I'm not I saying these bands. These bands have a responsibility to bring in these protest hits because they have that notoriety. Like, I don't know if if like you know Bleeding Gums Willie or whoever the fuck you listen to in hip hop nowadays is doing a good protest song. I want. The dudes that we, I've been having my eyes on guiding me through all this bullshit since I was a little kid doing it. You know what I mean? I mean, I'll listen to new shit, but I know nobody else will. But it's like the new story is like, oh, Public Enemy is dropping this new Trump diss track. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know? Okay. I mean, like, like I look, I'll say this. I don't, you know... I understand that the, the, I guess, number of people, of, of artists that you might know in hip-hop, um, like, is not a wide berth, but the music, the music's there. Like, I mean... Yeah, it's like a you, tree falling in the woods. No, I mean, but I'm saying like, like I, you know, like I don't know. Like you probably heard, "Fuck Donald Trump," like that was actually 
Like they literally made a, a hip hop song called Fuck Donald Trump that you probably heard. You probably didn't know who wrote it. I or don't like think I've ever heard that in my life. You never heard you never heard Fuck Donald Trump? I mean you would think that with a catchy name like that I would have, but I haven't. Even I've heard that one. I mean, you have to because you got to know what to hate in these people. But yeah, look, uh, I know you probably know who, or at least have heard of Nipsey Hussle at this point, right? Yeah, Nipsey Hussle well, was I mean, on. Yeah, fuck. Died. Like I went to high school with him. I didn't even know who the fuck he was. You went to high school with Nipsey Hussle? Yeah, we talked about it when he died. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. But yeah, he he uh, he was on that song. It was, it was a YG song. But I don't think you know who YG is. Nah. I mean, I know who KY is. <laughs> I know Warren G. And, yeah, see. But he's And I know too. you've heard of Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar has made a number yeah. of of songs. Okay. That I mean, are they, look, again, they're he, not. Didn't Kendrick Lamar, like, touch kids or something? Yeah. No, no. Kendrick Lamar did not touch any children. I feel like somebody did it. GZ Dr. Fred says Lil Nas X Old Town Road. No, that's not a protest that's not a song. Protest song. Yeah. Then that's a video too, game song, I, if anything. I know you know, I know at the very least, you know Donald Glover. Yeah, I know Donald Glover. Okay. He did This Is America. Yeah, but what yeah. year did what year was that out? Oh, like that was around that time. Yeah. No, not last year. It was like two years ago. But yeah, I mean I get it. Like I didn't I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I'm a boomer. <laughs> I don't like. I, I heard those lyrics. I read those lyrics. I don't know what about it meant uh, a protest song. Like other than this Michigan. is America. Yeah, I just know. Oh, wow, homeboy was dancing like, without a shirt, and like, it was it. all fragmented sentences. And I get that's that's how you say it on the streets, but I didn't know what the fuck he was saying. Ooh, I mean, really? when Rage Against the Machine was said, "Take the power back." Or when public NMC said fight the power, that was clear. So, I mean, maybe that's a caveat. I don't know. Maybe I'm out of touch. I don't know. All oh, I listen. know is that there's a lot of people that should have been screaming that have been really fucking quiet. And well, they're starting listen, to talk I... now. They're starting to talk now when it's like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe we're going to be on the right side of things now. Because it's so close. You know what I mean? So, fuck them all. Suck my fucking dick. Well, oh, Cue that I gave you music. I gave you both sides of the spectrum right there. This is America is definitely more artsy, um, like lyrically, and it's like, yeah, you gotta like think about it more. But then I literally gave you a song that's titled "Fuck Donald Trump." No, I get, <laughs> like, yeah, I get I, again, and, I, I get and trust it. me that that one will not go over your head by any way in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear it again. I don't know what position it got in the in the charts, but I, mean, it, I can't, it can't chart because the title, like it, like literally, there's too much profanity in the whole song for it to chart. For profanity for what? Like you can't, you can't mess around and play That's it on the radio. Anything. No, but the charts read streams. That's true. That's all they go by now, because it's not radio. In fact, Larry, this was supposed to be my final thought last week, but then I found Jesus, so I, I, I got rid of it. But there's an inordinate amount of uh, Christian radio stations, old rock stations that are going under, are getting turned into Christian format. And they, take, they 
they buy, they sell advertising and take donations. So they're set up as 4013C uh, not-for-profit organizations, and they're making money hand over fist, and the FCC is not doing anything about it. So I need you, Larry, to go talk to your boys at the FCC, send them a letter that maybe there should be a little investigation. Maybe get the SEC involved, too. Mm. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I don't know how that was so organized <laughs> as it came out. I didn't, I, I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't uh, I didn't um and ah or you know in it at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> the last political song I listened to was uh, a song by a uh, Rick Derringer called "Real American." So, uh, heavy metal minute. Yeah. No that. wait. Hey, what? We should talk about Final Fantasy first, right? Oh, yeah. I uploaded a video. It's probably lost in chat, but it's up there. If you go to our Instagram, it's the latest video of my little gameplay during it. It's just a little teaser, a little tickling your ass with a feather of what you're going to be getting if you play this game. So how long <laughs> does the demo go for? I didn't download it because I, I pre-ordered the game and I don't want to like play the same section twice. So it's the same exact demo you got uh, back in, I guess, in PSN Magazine. Like it's the exact, it plays the exact same way. Like it even does the same like cutscene after you get like teasing you for what's happening, like what's going to happen right after where the, the demo stops. So it's like, I want to say it's half hour, but because of the new remake of it, it's like 12 minutes, I think. Wow. So they're, they're even remaking the demo from the original. Like, yeah. It's the exact demo, except I didn't play it in turn based. I don't know if you, Larry, you played into turn-based, so, so it was do, a lot faster for me. Wait, so is it set a certain way by default, or like when you start to do they ask you, do you want to play it this option. way or that? Okay. Yeah, it it says uh, it's kind of like um, I guess kind of like The Witcher, where it says like if you want to like if you care more about the story, like you go uh this way, or if you want to play the classic way, you do this way. Or something. So I, I played it the fast way because I played it at work, and uh, I, I just did. And I also wanted to see because you know, with the, between the Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy Fifteen, like to me, those were going to be like the kind of the control control schemes. So that's why I really like played those. Uh, you know, it turned turns out I enjoyed them too, but I mainly wanted to get like a knack of what they were going to be doing with this Final Fantasy Seven remake. And uh, yeah, no, it didn't. It was the the f battle system was better than and more comprehensive than both of those. Okay, so you you prefer the new battle system as opposed to the old turn based? Uh, where I put 110 hours or 130 hours in the past, I think now I can get out of it with like 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, look, the, the, demo sa does the same amount of fun. Oh, wait, say that again, Oz? But, but the same amount of fun. And I don't remember oh. that demo. I'm assuming you don't get to the world map because I really want to know uh, how many random battles you're going to go into. So here's the thing. The, so the demo really is just that one boss fight when you, when you set the bomb and then it blows up. And then, you know, there's some story elements that they actually changed in that, but I'm, I'm not going to get into that unless you guys want to in a little bit. But, um, but that, that was a little weird, but... Um, <clears throat> aside from that, like, yeah, it's once the, the bomb goes off, like you do, you know, the demo ends and, and it gives you like a little sizzle reel of like the next few like gameplay aspects in the immediate, but you, you don't get, you really don't get, uh, into the world map. It's, 
it doesn't give you the option to change your name at all in a demo, but it might in the real thing. Because I don't remember the the original demo giving you that option either. Um, you know, but, just just uh, FYI, I'm pretty sure you don't get to the world map in this entire game, Oz. I think it all takes place in uh in uh Midgard. Really? No, I thought it was like the full game. No. Plus, it's it's still it's still episodic. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to agree to so, disagree because I, I everything I've read said it's the full game and actually with extra missions. I really do think there's a version of the world map, obviously not what we're used to from Final Fantasy VII, but there is a version there. I look. I mean, we can agree to disagree, like you said, but not. I I I, I do know that there are like extra. Like missions well, in the mid what, in the Midgard portion, like we, we can we can agree to disagree until April tenth, and you see that I'm right. No, but you're gonna be wrong. Like that's it's a like it's a big deal that they're making because the game says remake, but it doesn't say like any part one or anything like that. Like that was a big deal that that they were making where they're like, oh, you know, they should let people know that this isn't the full game. And I'm pretty sure that what they said is you don't ever get to the world map in this game that's coming out in April. So you should definitely double check before the game comes because you don't want to be mad well, because I, you're I, thinking I you're getting the entire Final Fantasy experience, but you're only getting the first part. I, I already pre-ordered money. it. I don't know what else. Like, like there's nothing I can do at this point. Right? I'm yeah, I mean, gonna, you can gonna... cancel the order. It didn't ship. No, I can't. I, I, I don't. I, 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 I honestly, I physically cannot. It's just not possible. <laughs> He's like, it's Final Fantasy VII. I have to order. Right. It like legally, I could walk to GameStop and say cancel this order, and then I would not get that order. But that's not something I can do. Right. Like right. That, my but my I don't soul. Want you, so I would I lose a want, piece of my soul. Just know that I I warned you so that you're not as disappointed when you're not playing the whole game. So that means that all the cool shit in the original one, like I'm not going to do? Like I want to make Chocobo's fuck so I can get a golden one. Yeah, you're not going to get to that point. Okay, so what you're telling me is I should just buy the Switch version. You are hilarious. What do you? What does that even mean? There's no Switch version. Like the Switch yeah, version might have the world map. Oh, are you talking about the oh. Switch version like when it comes out oh. like no, in the remaster, like the OG one, but remastered for Switch. Oh, I mean, it's twenty bucks, and and, and you if have you a want that play Final Fantasy on Switch, then sure. But I, look, I, what I'll say to you is this: is this game, like I, I I played it, and I was actually really impressed. It did give you those options in regards to you know if you want to play an easy, uh, normal or classic, and. I didn't play classic at I didn't play classic yet only because it said that if I play classic it's going to be on the easy mode which I was like I don't want to play on easy. So I I'm going to try classic uh like sometime in the week or whatever but so I didn't I wanted to play is what you're saying. Say what? You fucked up our pre-production. How? 
Because we can't give a comprehensive review of our experience. Why not? Oh, but, oh, but, oh wait. What do you say, Jay? I said, why can't we give a comprehensive review? Oh, be, you played it in class. No one can talk about classic mode. Um, except for me, I could talk oh, about classic oh, mode. Take that, Moses. Do, no, no, I'm just saying, like, I, yeah. Take that. I forgot, I forgot so, that he did everything on pre-production list. <laughs> so classic, yeah, man. I played I played hard, and then I played classic. And classic is not what I was expecting. It's not turn based. What, what is it, it is? It's the character fights. He'll attack and dodge uh, automatically, and then you just handle like abilities and spells and items. Oh, so it's like you're, yeah, like it's like you don't have to worry about attack, like regular attacks. You just do the spells and abilities, and that then you lame. fight blocks on his own. So it, it's definitely different. Like it's, yeah, it's it's a different thing. I think I might go for hard when it comes out. Because classic seems, I don't know, like it, it's like a baby's game. It's a kind of like close to kind of, yeah. It's I wouldn't say babies, but it it is definitely not like a, a term based feel. It does not have a term based feel to it. It's interesting how that turns out, though, because like I'm still gonna try it, obviously, because but it sounds like I'm not gonna like it based on what you're saying, Jay. How, however, I will say that the game itself, like, with the things that it does in regards to, like, kind of with the command menu and it, everything, like, slowing down to, like, super, you know, super slow, like, all that stuff gave me more of a turn-based feeling than I would have expected. And, like, being able to, like, you know, go into, like, my items list and go into abilities and magic and stuff. Like, it's definitely not turn-based. It's, it's you know, it it's almost like the Western RPG-esque kind of thing, you know, with the with those menus or whatever. Like, it's, like, it's almost like Mass Effect, right? Yeah, a little bit. And I like... I like how, yeah, because of the slowdown you do, it is a lot easier to pick what you want to do. And I actually do even like the aesthetic where it's like the characters are still doing what they're doing, just moving at like a a slow speed while you pick what you want. And it actually just looks really cool when you're doing it. it. Yeah. And especially if like, something is happening like if you're getting hit by something or like you know blocking or something like 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 these particle effects are insane like that they did like the the graphics like it's it's insane and when you're like when you have like say you're you're blocking someone's sword with your sword and they're like sparks and stuff and that happens during like one of those slow-mo things it's just like like i was watching this game and i was like I almost forgot to make my decision. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me too. Because <laughs> I was just like, I treated it like a pause almost. R- right, but I was, but I, but it was still moving, and yeah. I was just like, 
that is amazing to see because it literally was like sparks and stuff. And I was just like, dude, like that, this is crazy. Like, I can't like is the idea that you have a Final Fantasy that looks like this. Like, it's it's insane. Or Final Fan, I guess it's, that is a Final Fantasy seven that looks like this because it's just like I remember playing Final Fantasy seven on PC. And just like I mean, totally being enthralled and and really loving that game, but just being like, I can't believe that like like and especially considering that they like basically do like they do a full on twenty twenty, you know, next gen graphic depiction of all the stuff that we saw Yeah in that game, like cutscenes and everything. Like the look even like I the can't tell you like the elevator ride with Barrett and him going on about Mako and I'm just like this is insane like it's so funny because I remember thinking like man this guy's passionate like when I played the game <laughs> in you know when I was younger in during this elevator ride and him just going on and on and just being like hey you know obviously that's something like that was a choice that they decided to make in regards to I don't know if it was loading or if they just were like nah we want we actually want this to be like this i don't know but to see that in in like 3d <laughs> or like and this like voice acted and all this kind of stuff it's like it was hilarious to me and i'm like i love this i love this yeah and there's good banter between the characters i think yeah yeah and the like voice this time like cloud and barrett they're like fighting like, yes, you do get a kind of like a, some good banter, and Cloud comes off as like less of an asshole in this version. That's true, but kind of not though. Oh, he's like, still standoffish, right? But there's a little less edge to him. You're right. You're right. Yeah, man. So. Oz, obviously, you're already buying the game. <laughs> like, were were I don't were was there any of us that were like wondering if we were gonna get it or not, or and you know using the demo to kind of determine, or no. were we all just gonna get it and we're just like, oh, we can try it now just to see. Right. I pre-ordered. I'm gonna get it. I I pre-ordered the three hundred dollar version on the air. Well, you getting oh, the, did you really? the little motorcycle like, and everything? The... Huh. You in the little motorcycle and everything? Yeah, but I might not do it now if I'm, I can't get the world map. I might switch to just the regularized version. I mean, you're talking about like you can't play it in game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's coming in one of the later parts. Or at least that's what they say. I mean, it, it's supposed to still be like. 40 plus hours of gameplay, but I think it all, I'm pretty sure it all takes place in Midgard. I wanted to ignore every aspect of my life to play it. No. <laughs> 40 plus hours, so they're cutting like 80% of it out? Of yep. Midgard or of the game? Of the game. About? Like the original is a fucking long ass game. It's not 40 hours over the entire game, Oz, is what I keep trying to tell you. Like, it's literally like the you you remember before you get to the world map? Like basically this game is supposed to be everything before you get to the world map. 
But no, because everything up until the world map is a tutorial in Final Fantasy VII. I don't think that's true. Like you tell me it? I'm not going to be able to find Vincent. I'm not going to get Cat Safe. I know Red 8 is in there because I've seen him in the fucking trailer. 13. 13. 13. Sorry. I forgot it's X, not a V. Fucking coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't like, I already waited this long. Give it to me all. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think Lawrence has been misinformed. That could be so. But you remember, though, that it was supposed to be in pieces, though, right? I never heard that. I look, I, I, as far as I know, I'm getting a full disc. Okay. As opposed to pieces of a disc. It was the, the joke. No, no, I, I got it. Are they going to fit it all into one disc? I mean... I'm not even buying a disc. I digitally. Are you really? I mean, now, yeah. I'm not going to pay... I'm, gonna, I'm not going to play pay 300 bucks for the fucking... A third of the game. Yeah. No, I think... I think it's... Because I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw cutscenes of Cloud and Drag. Now that might speak more to my to my uh, Google searches, but <laughs> if we get to cloud and drag, then that, I mean that's like halfway through the game. Substucks intact in in chat says forty hours is plenty for a game, especially if it looks amazing. I think stuff over twenty five is too long. God of War was about twenty five, and it was perfect. But see, that's the thing about Final Fantasy is technically, yeah, you could, even the original Final Fantasy VII, you could technically finish in less than 40 hours if you just go story. But there's so much stuff in it that, like, you don't even remember where the fuck the story was by the time you get back to it. Yeah, like, I want, like, a big-ass game, like, Final Fantasy VII, like, you know, because they do big-ass games now. Like, you know, like, Witcher 3 and fucking, what was it, Red Dead? Two, you know, they can't do that with Final Fantasy Seven. I mean, I listen. I I don't think it has to do with. I, I think they're just basically saying that you know it takes time to make. So I want to see Sephiroth. It's been fucking thirty years. <laughs> I better see Sephiroth penetrating Aerith. Oh, you're not gonna see that in here. That's this too. Wait, what? That's this too in the original. That that's like eighty hours in. That's like where the story begins. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but but I'm saying like that that far in, like you're getting you're getting half of the first disc right now. Yeah, if Lawrence is correct, but how often is Lawrence yeah, correct? If Lawrence is correct, yeah. Often. Not always, but damn near. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I don't want y'all to be disappointed. Well, you disappointed me enough today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I'm all sad. Yeah, I'm all bummed out. I, I don't know how you all didn't know this. Like, it's this been the whole gonna, thing. We, maybe just, we didn't know so it because it wasn't true. 
<laughs> okay. Like, I'm just gonna wait for the Switch version to complete. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, boot up this bootleg version I got. <laughs> Bust out my old uh, uh, PS Vito. Bootleg version of what? Final, Final Fantasy VII? VII. Yeah, on the on the PlayStation Vita. The OG or the new one? The OG. Oh, like, I got it, the like, original. I got like two shit. copies of it actually. Actually, I can download that shit on PC. I'll play it on my PC. Yeah, I have it on iOS too. Man, Lawrence so I guess we can do Heavy Metal Minute now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sloppy seconds. Yeah, we could do that. Wait, so am I? Am I pushing the button or not? Yeah, yeah, push the fucking button. <laughs> this week in the news, Kerry King hints at post-Slayer music. As we all know, Slayer ended their career in 2019. Based on what we heard from Kerry King's wife, she said, don't hold your breath for new music. But that might be in reference to Slayer music. Kerry King himself just signed a deal for a $8,000, $8,666 guitar made by Dean Guitars. Dean is famous for doing the, you know, the, the Dimebag Daryl guitars and among the other custom guitars. So he said, uh, his quote in an interview with Guitar Hero this month, he said, let's just say Dean didn't sign me for nothing. So yeah, we might be hearing some new Kerry King music, maybe not Slayer, but Kerry King is far from retired. And coronavirus is big in the news and it's affecting bands all over the world. One of the first casualties of this coronavirus was a testament exodus and death angel tour uh they had just shows in italy and that got canceled you know now that coronavirus is in italy but all the other shows are uh you know starting with barcelona uh all the way down to hanover in hanover capital deutschland or netherlands or one of those de whatever the fuck that means <laughs> those are going on as planned but the italy show is not Justin Chancellor, the bassist for Tool, gave, gave a, a nice little gesture to one of the fans. He, you know, they were playing in Australia, and fan ran into him and said, "Oh man, I wish I could go to the show. It's just too expensive for me." So the guy gave him free tickets. Justin Chancellor gave him free tickets. Immediately after the news story broke, though, there's a lot of, of negative comments about him. Like, "Oh great, rich people, the, the all this shit," you know. But fuck it, you know, he did a nice thing. If you don't like it, fuck you. And if you like it, fuck you too. And then last night, they unveiled the band Ghost, one of the few shows they were doing in 2020, unveiled the new Hope, Papa Emeritus 4. Now, if you followed Ghost, you know that there's been several different Popes, you know, the uh, the 60s era was Papa Zero or Papa New, and uh, you had the first Papa Emeritus for uh, Opus Eponymous, and then when Infestissimum came out, you had Papa Emeritus Second, then Papa Emeritus Third for the Cerise era, and uh, the Square Hammer era, and then now we had Cardinal Copia. We didn't actually have a Pope for prequel but now we have Papa Moritis 4 and 
the difference in this one now is that it's the same. It's Cardinal Copia, but now he's promoted to Pope. So that's cool. His design is actually pretty cool. They, it's still similar to the, 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 the skull face Pope, but the, the face is a little more stylized. And I actually like, I like it a lot. I can't wait to have a, a pop doll or a maquette made from that because I really like the facial designs on the skull paint. It's really cool. So what that means that that new Pope is a harbinger that the album is coming soon. And that's usually how it goes. They'll have a, a concert and unveil the new Pope and then in a few days or so you will have the announcement of a new album. But I wouldn't be surprised, you know, it's Wednesday today. I wouldn't be surprised if they have uh, a single out on Friday or at least an announcement, maybe a video. You know how how Ghost does their little like video vignettes announcing things. So keep an eye out for that. Hit the little bells on all your social media because you're gonna have a little bit of, a, of an alert. I I predict this Friday. And I'd like to give a special shout out to at DV3 on Instagram for uh, picking this week's background music. I'm Moses Magnum. This has been a heavy metal middle. I love when uh, when Moses needs like some some mixing or something done, and he sends it to me. And then I open it; it's like eleven seconds. Hmm. Yeah, it's happened more than once. I don't know why. It happens every time you need something, and he send it to me. It's so weird, and it's weird because I do like a lot of the you know clipping it down to the short length, but you know it's a full like this one. I I got down to four minutes. You know, and, and uh, the finished product was like 11 seconds. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is it doing that, you think? Uh, I think uh, it's one of the options when I export the file, the, the audio file. Like, I maybe hit export clip and not export project. Oh. It, how come, how come you didn't use the other music? What music? The I don't know the song, but the... Because oh, it sounds too same every week. Like it's awesome. kind of cool, but it's not. You know, I like. I like that. I've I've been doing different things every uh, every heavy metal minute. Like I haven't used that one in like definitely haven't used it all 2020, and I stopped using it probably halfway through 2019. Also, he gave credit no. to a fan for suggesting that song. Yeah, that's true. I, that was a suggestion in that particular one. Oh, okay. It was a I mean, I know that you've been switching it up somewhere, because like, I know like the, the, there was one that was like longer, and so, you know, but yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the majority fair. of Heavy Metal Minutes have been like actual music in the past, like, I want to say for the past like three, four months, and then unless it's like I'm in a real fucking hurry, then I'll put that one, but then... The thing about that one is because it's so the length is a certain way. I have to edit that song to stretch it out too, like loop it, you know. So that takes time too. So sometimes it's it's easier to just put, you know, music a full out. length song. Yeah, because yeah. well, I've done I've done somewhere it's like three or four songs sometimes. Yeah, it's easier to just do that because I still have all my my CD collection that I 
ripped into MP3 files, so I have them all on the hard drive, so I can just pick and choose what I want. Gotcha. According to iTunes, just one of my playlists has <laughs> like four days worth of music. Like you can listen to everything for four days without repeating. That's wild. But yeah. All right, let's do some news. We should have a like, uh, like her. Uh, <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like. So, I guess we should get this out the way. Tiger Claw put some images in chat of the first look at the new Batmobile for the Batman movie. You sound like you don't like it. He doesn't like it. It's a nice looking car. I but mean, it's a year it's one a, Batman. Well, yeah, but it's a regular car, right? It's souped up. I mean, look, look the one of the pictures is of the back where it's got like yeah. all kind of like shit faster. and wires. Yeah. Yeah, basically. It has what? It has the flex capacitor in the back. Mm. I don't know, man. For a year I one. I feel like I've been to I've been to a car show that has cars that look more interesting than this. I think you're just a hater. Am I? Am I, am I hating? I think or, so. I think a lot or, of people, a lot of people like, and I'm surprised because it's not me. But a lot of people, like, even when I posted the 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 pictures of the stunt double with the suit mm-hmm. a couple of weeks back, like I was getting hate. Like people were like, I mean, I talked about it before. Like responding to me personally, like, ah, look, I didn't design it. Like, why why are you hating on me? Like. I just think it looks okay. It has a good, like, tactical vibe. But, you know. But, yeah, people are on hate uh, on default for for this Batman thing. But I guess, I don't know. I'm just a little underwhelmed. Like, I'm not saying it has to have, like, a a giant bat on it. Because the Batmobile doesn't have to have that. You know. And I'm not even saying that it shouldn't be based on a real-world vehicle somehow, you know. Like something practical. There's nothing wrong with that, but you know, I mean, they could at least you know maybe put like a spoiler or something on it, right? Like, well, the I mean, the the me. yeah, the rear lights flare out like like little bat horns. I mean, but do they? A little yeah. bit, yeah. It's not like over exaggerated. It's not a, a tin bird. Very Batmobile, understated, and yeah. it's not yeah. a tank. It's, it's not it, Batman 66. It's right. a car. I, well, but I think that's the point I'm making is it looks like just a car. Like, like I guess every other Batmobile kind of feels iconic in a way, and I'm not sure that this feels iconic. And don't get me wrong, like, I remember when we all saw, like, the tank thing, the tumbler, and it was like, that doesn't look like a Batmobile, but you know, yeah. at the same time, I, I still huh? say, I still say that, right? But it kind of has like a tactical kind of thing going on for it, I guess. And if nothing else, it it's memorable. You know what I mean? Like, you may not like it, but you're not going to be like, what you know, like, well, what's that again, or what is that from? Like, I feel like you could look at this car and forget that it existed. Uh, not to me. 
Right. I personally no? have never forgotten. Uh, like to me, it even like feels comic booky. How? Well, you ever seen Sean Murphy draw a Batmobile? I have seen Sean Murphy draw a Batmobile, and I can see I can see where you're getting that from. But let me let me pull up Sean Murphy's Batmobile real quick. Yeah, no, I'm gonna it look look. It's more like Akira esque, but but you know I feel like it's this is a more real world kind of adaptation of that Batmobile. Yeah, but I uh. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Sean Sean Murphy's back. Huh? Joe was laughing at me. Oh. Why are you oh, laughing not. at me? Uh, what, what, what's so funny? I want to laugh too. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, see like I'm gonna I'm gonna put Sean Murphy's joining here real quick. Let's see. I just put it too. Oh, you did? Okay. Now, if you did it, then... No, go ahead, because you might have a different one. Like, I have his, like, bonus features from one other trade paperback. Oh, that's not even... That's the cycle. Not the one I put. Please look at the one I put. Oh, oh, no. Because no, it's got actually, Wonder I'm, Woman's I'm butt in it. I wasn't... Sorry. I was... No, that's Oz that put the cycle. I'm sorry. No, that was the exact picture I was going to put in there, actually. Yeah, it's like, that looks like like a Batmobile. Like I don't feel like like this is uh, this actually kind of more so that doesn't that doesn't look like that car. My problem with cars like the uh the Sean Murphy that you guys posted is that they they they're too long to be on <laughs> like like on a on a on a regular city street. Which is, I mean, that's Gotham City. It's a regular ass city, so like driving around New York or LA or, or Chicago or any city, a car like yeah. that, it, it's not practical. It well, looks cool. Too. It looks cool, but it's just not practical. In fact, the motorcycle is the mo- most practical practical of all the the conveyances he uses. But if you need a Batmobile in a city, you know that 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 you posted doesn't work as well as like what the uh the the movie version is going to be yeah the stingray yeah that looks like i don't know maybe Derek can tell us but that looks like a stingray to me or a camaro like 67 yeah it kind of looks like a like a modified camaro it's it's bumblebee in disguise oh jeez Maybe that's why I don't like it. <laughs> that that could be. Hey, there's a Sean Murphy Batmobile Lego. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to have to post this in chat. I didn't know this existed. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That looks like the Batmobile. So, yeah, I I like the new Batmobile. And now I didn't I didn't like the Tumblr when it was first uh, debuted, but when, when I saw it in the movie, it made sense and I was okay with it. So I don't know maybe maybe I'll see this in the movie and hate it, but right now I I don't mind the way it looks, especially since we're talking Batman Year One. 
you know, this is this is a, a a new Batman, so he's just getting his gear together, which is why I, I excuse the the fucked up portions of his costume too. You know, I don't expect him to be the the Cape Crusader I I know and love yet. Oz, I just posted a picture of the Stingray. Does that look like too long to drive in Gotham? No, that that, that would work. That would work. And I, I could see where that's going as far as the Batmobile. And in fact, I think Corvette made redesigned their their car to look like the Batmobile after that eighties Batman. I like I was about to say, I'm like, that car looks more like the Batmobile than the movie thing. Well, that's what that one is, pretty much, is a modified version of that, I think. Maybe not well, that, that Corvette. That, sting, that, that Stingray is like a, a, what, like a 70s design? Maybe 80s? Yeah. It's not a modern design. No, no, that's a 1969 Corvette Stingray. Yeah, see, so that's that's that old design where that those those curves were, were in. Whereas if this Batman is 2020s, then, I mean, the car is going to be a more modern design. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think that's what they use for this car is one of the Corvettes. Maybe not the, the Stingray, but because I was looking at the Chevelles and the Camaros and they don't look like that would be it. Look, as long as he's not in like a stock Audi or something, then I'm fine. Yeah. It, 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 as long as it looks like it's something that he's fucked with and modified. Yeah, I'm just happy it's not a product placement. <laughs> I mean, it's like that's the bar. It's like oh, it's just even, like even in the uh, in the, the Nolan even in the Nolan series. I mean, at one point, it, it's just a Lamborghini Murcielago, and yeah. I was cool with that. Like that shit, that shit still worked. <laughs> I I gotta pronounce it like how it's pronounced to to white people. Because if I just say Lamborghini Murcielago, people are gonna look at me like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> you gotta call it the Murcielago. Yeah. It, it, yeah, you have to like halfway through the pronunciation, like sound like you're choking on a dick, because it's it's still an Italian car. All right, next story. <laughs> we just we just let that hang in the air for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, left me hanging there. <laughs> um. So. Todd McFarlane drew a picture with Spawn and Spider-Man together for the first time in oh, history. Put it in chat. I will do it. It oh, is... Now. Say again? You actually have it. Yeah, he I was, do he have was it. trying to call you out thinking you weren't ready. Oh, no, no, no. I got it. Wait, for I the first it. time? Really? No, I got it right here. And, uh, you know, he, it's for the I Overstreet. I thought McFarlane was out there thwipping and all kind of stuff before. Is this the first the first time he's the put together? The first time he's drawn Spider-Man and Spawn together. Like, he's drawn them both, obviously, but... Yeah, but it's also the first time he draws Spider-Man since he left Marvel professionally. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's for the... the um, Volume 50 of the Overstreet comic book Price Guide, which was how we used to find out 
how much our comics were worth back in the day. Wait, this is for a price guide? It's the cover. It's, for not, the, yeah, it's not a book. 50th. It's not a storyline. It's, it's just a price no, guide. No. It's literally just a cover for a price guide. That's kind of disappointing. Like, does, I mean, doesn't that feel like kind of a cock tease? Like, no. if, if, if Talking to Farland is drawing Spawn and Spider Man in one image, you kind of like think that's going to be a story or something, right? Or am I wrong? I, it, it's like, I don't think it's a, a cock tease in the sense that, you know, they, the only time you've seen the image is when they're saying, hey, it's for this. So it's like they're using it as promo for like their their 50th volume of their thing. And so in that sense, it's like I, honestly, like I, I kind of felt like this is the only way you would get Todd to do this for something like that. And so it would be great if it or it would be interesting, I should say, if it was a story. At the same time, it's kind of like I'm not sure a Spider-Man spawn story Especially in this day and age, I don't know if that's a would be a good thing. Like I, Wait, I don't what, even know what's not, happening with Spawn in this wh- day and age. Wh- why not in this day and age? Like, what's that supposed to mean? Because ultimately, well, Spawn is uh, a redemption story, right, or a vengeance story? Not right now. I like it, the character. Like, I don't think Spawn is, is Spawn Al Simmons right now, or no? I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know if that's even the case. Like it's like it's one of those things where there was a point in time where a spawn Spider-Man story would have been really interesting because of where the characters were at. But I'm just saying like where the characters are now, or I should say this, where Spider-Man is now, I'm not sure would mesh with any spawn story. Where's Spider-Man now? I mean this is like uh, it, it it's weird to me to hear stuff like this because I I'm still at the point where uh Spawn Spider Man crossover sounds like a like it'd be interesting like it'd be cool but uh, well, I guess they're both both characters at a point where this wouldn't work. Well, Spider Man right now is essentially Disney Spider Man like it's it's more <laughs> clean cut like not not a lot of grit not a lot of like. You know, I mean, Spider- in, in like, always been clean cut, though. No, but like '90s, even when McFarlane was doing it, it was a little more gritty. You know, like it, that that era would lend itself. You know, a story like Torment with Spawn. I mean, yeah, for all intents and purposes, Spawn was in Torment. <laughs> yeah, 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 with Prowler. So, yeah, so it's kind of. That kind of lends itself to what Spawn, how we know, would fit into a Spider-Man story. But now it's it's just science adventure, like more than anything. Man, it just really makes me miss Superior that much more. Superior would make an interesting Spawn story. Superior <laughs> Spider-Man makes an interesting everything story. No, I I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah, uh so. Abrams autistic son ever finish that book? No, I actually was gonna bring it up in the news because there was a story like everything's pushed back like three months. Jeez. So I don't know why. I don't know. It, maybe if it's I don't know if it, they didn't nobody cites why, but yeah. 
Yeah, I, I keep looking for it, and it's it's never at the shop anymore. I know it's definitely been way past the month by now. Yeah, like yeah, because it got everything got pushed back after issue three, and then it got pushed back again. Okay, that's really wild. Like the kid only has one job, right? Uh, he's not or right. is it the art? Uh, they say it's the art. Well, they don't say it's it's anything. Like, uh, yeah, they just let's see if I can bring up the article. I was supposed to talk about it last week. Yeah, like, we didn't get the script it. should have been finished when you turned it in. Right. I was too busy, um, you know, reminding you of the futility of life last week. I do remember that. Because it was, uh, it's is it, um, is it Cena? Who's who's doing the art? Is it? Uh, the the Ultimate Spider-Man, like Miles Morales person, Pacelli. right? Pacelli, right, right, right. Okay, so here's an article from February sixteenth, twenty twenty. It says, uh, "Marvel Comics has delayed the final two issues of Henry and J.J. Abrams Spider-Man miniseries again." Uh, uh, let's see. Here's a uh, yeah, they're not giving any reasons. But yeah, they're they're not giving. Any, they basically just spoil issue three and tell you the rest are delayed. What the fuck? shit? Yes, heroichollywood.com. That's that's, that's <laughs> like superstar journalist, fucking cocksucker. Yeah, everything I read said that it was. Decent. I didn't really think that saying it was great, but I didn't really think saying it was bad either. Let's see what Bleeding Cool here has to say. It says uh, the J.J. Abrams, Henry Abrams, Sarah Pacelli Spider Man miniseries has started to slip a bit. Issue two came out October, and number three was meant to hit stores earlier this week. Instead, this is from November 7th. Uh, it says uh, it has been delayed six weeks until the 18th of December. As a result, Spider Man 4 has also been delayed from December to the 19th of February, which hasn't come out. Um, Spider-Man 5 is still solicited for January, though that will no doubt change soon or risk messing with the laws of casualty. Uh, Not only is the Spider-Man title... It's not the only uh, late Spider-Man title, though. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man has been delayed from November to December 11th as well. So, yeah. They don't give a reason, but, you know. Tom Holland's your reason. Tom, Tom Holland's the reason? Yeah, Newsarama says here, the final two issues of J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams have been postponed again. It's been postponed for four months. Damn. A series finale will be uh, April 15th, and Spider-Man number four uh, was delayed to April 8th. Yeah, so... Uh, all this to say, uh, fuck the autistic Abrams Spider-Man. Even though I heard it, it's I, I've been told it's a good story. I think it's okay personally. Go back and read Su- Superior Spider-Man 12 issues uh, from 2018, written by Crystal's Gage, which is kind of a controversial figure on our show. Like, right? He he's back and forth, right? I mean, he's good, but he's not like. He's the go-to guy when Dan Slott doesn't want to do it. So he'll, like, write. He'll, like, flesh out 
Dan Slott's well, his, idea. His it it only went 20, 12 issues, but it's a full storyline. Like they explain what how he becomes Superior Spider Man again and why he can no longer be Superior Spider Man. Pick up his twelve issues storyline. It's a it's a great fucking story. Probably not as good as the original Superior Spider Man, which I think was Dan Slott, right? Yeah. Yeah, so not as good because Crystal's Gage isn't as talented, but it's still a really fucking good story that people should should check out. I really enjoyed it. It's the only fucking Spider-Man book I I read, aside from the autistic one, which apparently is never going to finish now. So now I'm screwed because I'm sitting here with an incomplete collection. Thank, thank you, uh, J.J. Flair Abrams. So, yeah, <laughs> p- pick up Superior Spider-Man 2018. 12 issues that's all you, that's all that's all you get that's all you need amazing doc ock story it, I it's, it's the new origin I, story for doc ock going going forward that that's it for my rant and you wanted to say something heck and chad did the stream die or my net fucked your net fucked bruh <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't. Like, I don't feel comfortable you saying uh, Chris Gage not as talented as Dan Slot. No, 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 no. The Dan I would say different sensibility. Yeah, the Dan Slot run was way better. But if you give Crystal Gage just twelve issues to work with, and he has to finish the story, it, it's it's good. All right. But yeah. So, what else do we want to talk about news-wise? I want to talk about that fucking Nimrod you posted. Yeah. So this is these are some uh, Marvel Legends figures that were also announced at Toy Fair, but I didn't get to mention them last week. Uh, The Nimrod is actually the Nimrod from Powers of Ten. So that's pretty much like the first like Hickman era X-Men figure that we're getting uh, which it looks awesome and I can't wait to pre-order it <laughs> like I'm, I'm really psyched about that it like it because of how they displayed it nope they're thinking like that will just be like one of the you know larger scale um the larger scale figures like it's not gonna be like a builder figure or anything like that so it may just come like on its own i also put um a a classic storm figure in chat for people to see too just because we haven't gotten this version of storm like this is basically like a og uh giant sized x-men storm and so yeah it looks great too so I just put that out there. There was also a um, an Age of Apocalypse Apocalypse figure that I saw floating around as well that I believe is like the official Legends one, but I can't find it. So maybe it wasn't official. Maybe it was a custom that someone just put in there. But yeah, but yeah, I just put those in there. So if you want to check it out and chat, feel free. But or you can of course look it up um, on you know like the net but it's good stuff if you're an x-men fan these are definitely figures you should check out 
couple of quick things. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, just because you posted the the storm figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting fact. Don't need to explore it any further than this. At C2E2, had an interesting conversation with a former porn star who called herself Aurora Monroe when she was in the industry. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. In- interesting. She's not black. She's actually a redhead. So I asked her, why the fuck didn't you just call yourself Jean Grey? That, uh, well, that's a whole other discussion. Oh, she, she didn't answer that question? She, uh, she kind of did. But it was oh. it was a stupid answer. Got it. What was it? It's just it was just that she felt more like she identified with with Storm, even though she's a fucking redhead. Although I, I've I've seen some of her porn movies and she's she wasn't always a redhead, and she had it's it, it was stupid. Look, coronavirus affected my talking ability too. So. <laughs> Which she probably took it as I probably she probably thought I thought she was still hot. Uh, secondly, <laughs> because I'm a couple of issues behind on Hickman's X Men. Did he ever get back to those old ladies that beat up Cyclops? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that I was love- one issue, and I haven't heard anything about it since. Like they they got I, into trade talks after that. I love that. Your your narrative is that Cyclops got beat up by these old women when it's like Cyclops was there with two other people that got beat up. Right, but Cyclops is your hero. I don't give oh, I don't geez. I don't care about the They, they the have other two. been they have been mentioned again, but they haven't been featured again. The as far Hort- as I know. Like I, I haven't read the stuff from today, so the Horda Corchalist or something like that, right? Say again? The horticulturalist or something, or horticulturalist, whatever. Horticulturalist? Right. I'm just saying that the whole next issue just even avoided the fact that they they got mugged by three old ladies. (laughs) (laughs) And I I, I haven't read the last two issues, but so I'm wondering, like, if they don't get back to that, I'm out. No, they're going to get back to it. Okay. Yeah, and they've been mentioned in. I think they got mentioned in Marauders, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Oh, I'm not gonna fucking read Marauders. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm just telling you what what you asked. And I don't know if I asked you, but why can't Kitty Pride use the the gateways? We we don't know yet. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> hey, we nope. we we have these gateways that only mutants can use, except for that mutant right there. She can't yeah. use it. That's stupid. Yeah, look, we don't know. We're, it's part of the mystery. And I hate Franklin Richards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should mention, too, that whatchamacallit's going on right now as well. Uh, um, X-Men slash Fantastic Four, which is, of course, centers around... Like the X Men basically come to officially extend the invitation to Franklin Richards, and of course, uh, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, because, because the Invisible Woman's a bitch. Wow. wow! I asked you that question. You, you, you agree with me that everybody was having a peaceful conversation, and then here she comes and puts Magneto in a bubble. Yeah, she she definitely 
you know, like she she's she's what, starting what shit, right? Tensions were high for her. For her, that's it. Just for her. Everybody else is sitting there having a peaceful conversation, and she comes like, "Nope, fuck you all." <laughs> so you know, but yeah, it's a good series, and the second issue was pretty awesome. Is Franklin gonna bang Kitty, or are they like father son, or not father, brother <laughs> sister? Sorry. I would be, I would be shocked if that happened, only because he's a minor. Is he still? I thought he's like all grown up now. He he's got black hair and everything. He's older, but he's not an adult. Oh, see, I know he that. is an adult. Just giving Mo more time to Google he's Aurora Monroe porn. He is a minor. Because I know like that's what that, you're doing. They make up. They make a point of mentioning that in the book. But, but yeah. doesn't Kitty Pride have that card that the governor gave her that lets her be with a minor? <laughs> Hilarity. Oh, man. Okay. Wait, is Franklin Richards is part of Professor X's like helmet resurrection thing? Or does he have Wait, to what like... what about it? You know how Professor X can resurrect mutants because their personality or whatever is stored in his helmet? Yes. Is Franklin Richards a part of that, or does he have to actually accept and be part of Krakoa for that to happen? No, I, I don't know that he has to necessarily accept Krakoa, but I don't think Professor X would take that scan of him without his permission. So, you know, you don't have to live on Krakoa necessarily, but you don't, you know, and but the thing is, you know, the idea is if you're on Krakoa, the professor, you know, on, on a like set, like it's not a I don't think it's a weekly, but it's like like a biweekly kind of basis gets your latest scan. And well, that's how you're like, huh? Because we're not when I read the books, I I remember it being implied that it was all mutants. It is it is like all mutants, but not like in the sense that it's it's not all mutants all the time like it, it's like a thing where he has to set time aside to actually take the scan so that it's like the latest version of you you know what I mean so it's like it's not like he perpetually is able to have whatever it is that your personality is at this particular moment all the time it's a conscious like it's a process where it's like okay I'm I'm taking like I'm making the copy at this moment. And so that's why like you'll see like there went when um Scott and the the X-Men team that was going during during House of X you know the professor like took a scan of them before they went on that mission because he wanted to make sure that he had the latest version of them in case anything happened to them. But if you like say are just out in the world and you don't live on Krakoa and you die, the professor can bring back a version of you, but it may not be the latest version of you that, you know, thinks of, you know, you as yourself, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be like you, like for instance, if, if I'm sure there's some mutants that haven't, met the professor lately that if they died and he brought them back it would be 
a past version of them that doesn't know all the stuff that's gone on. And so it's like, that's, I mean, which who, depending on how you think about it, you might be happy to be alive, but at the same time, it'll basically be like your time displaced or something, you know, like you're living in the past and everybody else has moved on. Okay. Yeah. Jay, do you want to talk about this panel? Um, I do. Yeah. Um, you can choose like a new story. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I read Dark Agnes. We were supposed to talk about it on the show, but we didn't. Uh, Dark Agnes number one. It's a pretty adequate comic uh, with decent art for the most part, except. For the second to last page, there's one panel at the bottom, and it's like one of the craziest looking panels I've seen in a long time. Like, the chick is like kind of smiling and looking off to the right, but the way it's cut off, it's like giving part of her eye and that side of her face is in shadow. And with the tilt, it's just like one of the craziest things. Like this panel is crazy. <laughs> it it does almost look like a different person drew it. Yeah. So I give Dark Agnes number one three out of five. You are silly. That's your one panel review. One <laughs> well, book comic was adequate. I mean, the thing that stops it from being a two is the nightmare she had. Which I thought was really cool and clever, even. So, okay. Yeah. But I, I did want to note this panel. Because I, like, other than this panel, the art is pretty good. I mean, not great, but stylized. And this panel is just, man, it's crazy looking panel. <laughs> So, the story is, like, pretty average, or whatever. But it's okay. I like the nightmare. But this panel is crazy. We're out of five. Did, uh... Did any of you guys hear about or see uh, that announcement for Star Wars The High Republic? No. No. Okay. We could talk about that next week then. Well, we oh. should mention the Warner Brothers released the Justice League Dark Apocalypse War trailer, which is the new DC animated universe movie coming out this month. And it looks really ambitious. Like, it's got everyone in it. Like pretty much everyone we've seen so far, the Justice League, the Justice League Dark, Swamp Thing, the Titans. Yeah, it's gonna be a pretty ambitious movie. I'm looking forward to it, seeing how it turns out. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree with you on that. It does look like, I mean, everyone's in it, and. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we'll see how it turns out. I hope it's good. I hope they 
give it a longer runtime, considering all the people that it looks like are, are they're trying to have in there. But they're not gonna. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're probably right, but I hope not, because that means somebody's definitely gonna get shortchanged or written poorly if it's like seventy-five minutes. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, I forgot the one. The one group it doesn't have uh, they don't show in the trailer suicide squad so they might not be in it Oscar, did you just put the channel i already had up in there yes, yes. he did yes i did <laughs> hex said <laughs> why did you post it again <laughs> Um, just a it's quick good. mention. Hold on. Says, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh. Sub Z Tech says, "Good Lord, why even read comics now? Looks like they're all written by journalism majors that wouldn't get a job at CNN, uh, Huffington Post. The career path is comics writer, game journalist. Got to pay for those student loans." Wait, what? <laughs> That's what he said. Why? But where? Where's he getting that from? From these this, this panel? Or? I don't know. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that. That. Like I don't know. I don't. Nothing I read in Dark Agnes suggests that. Oh. Oh, in that panel or otherwise. The emoji does have a tongue sticking out, though. So. So that means just... something in reference to something, you know, that will make some sense. Are you really <laughs> supruding the the emoji? <laughs> <laughs> that that's what I was about to do. I was about to about to like you know take take a deep dive into what that tongue out emoji might mean. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Can we ban like, comics? Have gotten so partisan. <laughs> um. So, I I should mention real quick. Last week, giant size X Men, Jean Grey and Emma Frost came out, which uh, it, it was a really cool book. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly, but it was basically an homage to uh, New X Men One Twenty One, and you know I know some of you are like I don't know what New X Men, huh? Was that the one where there were the one where there was no dialogue? Yes. Or from the of it where Professor X killed his twin in the womb. That's it. They did psychic surgery on Cassandra Nova. And it was one of the nuff said issues where yeah, it has no dialogue. And, you know, uh Jean Grey went into Cassandra Nova's head to basically, like I said, perform psychic surgery. And in this book Jean Grey and Emma Frost go into Storm's head to perform a psychic surgery again. And Does uh, she stick? Huh? Does Emma Frost stick her tongue out? What? What? Is, what do you mean? Does she stick her tongue out? Um. Well, you know your tongue. How you can stick it out? But uh, does Emma Frost do that? I don't. I don't think so. Like, why? Why would she? She did it in the 
the enough said the issue. Okay. So maybe she does then. And I don't remember. Because it, 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 it looked weird. Because her tongue is also, you know, that, diamond. So it's it was a really weird looking picture. Like that really stuck out for me in that issue. That sounds like some failed journalist write, wrote it. Um, I know you probably don't remember the issue that well, Lawrence. But I mean, Jean not and, uh, the Jean Grey and Emma were both like still kind of beefing a little. Uh huh. And so at one point, when they're in there, she ends up sticking her tongue out at Jean. Oh, I do remember that. And you know what? I don't. I don't think so. Only because, yeah, you're right. They're they're not beefing. Um, they're not beefing here. And it there are some like literal panel for panel, like um, recreations. But I don't think that that's one of them. Okay. Yeah, but it's it it was. I mean, again, as an X Men fan, it was kind of a joy to read, especially considering that, like, I when as soon as I saw the the first page, I was like, oh, like, how cool would it be if they like did it like that issue of new x-men and sure enough like as soon as i turned the page i'm like they're doing it they're doing the new x-men like i'm like oh that's awesome (laughs) so yeah it was it was cool it's a good book if you want to pick it up uh and i think that they're doing the thing where um they're they, they have a whole line of of giant size X-Men books that are coming out in the next few months. But I think they're all, there's like a through line uh, narrative in all of them. So, you know, if that's something that you might be interested in, it might be a cool little way to get a, a self-contained set of X-Men stories. I think Oz might get banned from chat for putting that picture of Aurora Monroe in it. Mm. Wait, what? I didn't, I didn't post that. One of my favorite issues. I probably will pick it up. Cool. Um,. Oh, another thing, I sh- uh, another story, which is pertinent probably only to me, but I'll share it because I can. <laughs> there was supposed to be a, a, a Wildcats um, reboot that was coming out, basically kind of continuing the storyline that Warren Ellis was doing in 
the Wildstorm book. And it looks like that's getting canceled. Because... Don't act like you're a Wildcats fan. <laughs> what What do you mean? What are you I, talking about? I love Wildcats. Probably more than you do. <coughs> what makes you feel like you love Wildcats more than I do? Because I own the cartoon. Only hardcore fans do that. Oh, listen, friend. I don't make you a Wildcats fan. <laughs> it's like, dude, I, I don't know why you own that cartoon. It's terrible, but okay. Like, you actually have to actively hate Wildcats to get that. <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah, but I was I was definitely looking forward to it because it was continuing the story that he had been doing in this new, you know, in the, the Wildstorm book. Which was like a, a reimagining of all of those Wildstorm characters, and so the Wildcats, the Wildcats book was going to be the next iteration of that. But there's some they had some issue with the artist, and it looks like that whole project's just getting scrapped. So I'm like, that's unfortunate. Did he get injured? What no. happened to the art? Did he get no, injured? like. I don't, he didn't get injured. I think he just was having deadline issues. And they pushed it back, and then they pushed Damn. it back again. And now it's looking like it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. According to Warren Ellis. Like so, family issues were getting in his way? Listen, I, they have not said... Like, the artist, when he heard that it was canceled, basically kind of mentioned, like, oh, I look, He's like, I know I was a little bit late, but I didn't know what was going on with the book. He's like, I guess I know now. It's like, okay, dude. Like, listen. Obviously, you weren't doing your job. I don't know why. I don't know what was happening with him, but now the book's not happening. So, yeah. That sucks for, like, a hardcore fan like myself. Anybody got any other news they want to mention before we get out of here? Nah. All right. Let's uh, wrap it up. Jay, why don't you give me some final thoughts? So, March 23rd. Uh, they're going to be doing a one-night-only theater screening of Steven Universe, the movie, the sing-along version. So if you're interested in singing along with the Steven Universe movie in the theaters with other fans, you might want to check it out. We're going to be there, right, Jay? Yes, we are. Are you guys going to sing? Oh, yeah. I am. I'm going to have to learn the songs. Well, it's a sing-along, so they have the like the lyrics right there. Right. We have to learn the songs. <laughs> All right, Oz, final thoughts? I'm just uh, enjoying uh, Aurora Monroe. 
Wait, how do you spell that? Aurora Monroe, like A U R O R A M O N R O E. That's not okay. Sound- that's not that's not how Storm it, spells it. I couldn't find it. I was spelling it like Storm. <laughs> yeah, Moses Magnum. Final thoughts. Uh, yeah, complain to the FCC about these too many uh, Christian stations. There needs to be an investigation. Word. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, uh, check out our Instagram. Go ahead and follow us there. And, uh, of course, you can always hit us on Facebook in our group there, too. Uh, Check out the archives if you haven't already. Uh, But this is Fantastic Forum only on allgames.com.